Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audiblechild.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking Sabans, Power Rangers, and life. I guess we're morphing into DNA? Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, good morning. Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We'll cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler-free review, and then jump back to other fun movie topics. This is episode 279, 279. Pretty close. 280. That's, that's, <laughs> that's true. We are we are close. We're a week away, what some would say. Rhyme. I'm uh, a round number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And in honor of 279, of course, we have a doubleheader this week. Uh, we are talking Power Rangers. Sorry, we are talking Saban's Power... Sorry, we are talking Krispy Kreme Presents Saban's Power Rangers. There you go. And the Game of Life, the movie. I believe that's the adaptation. It's a really strange one. Goes off the beaten path. But yeah, we're talking... It is strange, yeah. yeah. Right? I, no, one... Nobody goes back to the start after uh, somebody uh, dies. That never happens in the Game of Life either, but you know... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're talking Power Rangers or we're talking life today. We're talking both movies because why not? That's the plan. And joining us today to talk life and Power Rangers, we have, occasionally writing for Why So Blue, he controls one of the toes in the Megazord. It's Jordan Grout. Hello, Triceratops. <laughs> one of the toes? One of the toes, yeah, that's that's his part of it. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, everybody controls some part of the Megazord, and Jordan's got one of the toes. That is pretty important. It's a bit, yeah, you can't do a lot of things about the toes. No, you cannot. You got to balance, which is yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. You'd lose your balance if you don't. Jordan, how are you doing today? Great. Uh, so excited to talk about life and Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, good to have you back on the show. One of the, oh, our our OG guest. That's our right. OG guest. That is oh. right. And uh, yeah, let's uh, before we get to a few other things here, let's uh, let's get some uh, show notes stuff real quick. First up, we have a new commentary track out. It is for Lethal Weapon, the original 1987 action classic. Uh, Abe and I talked Lethal Weapon with uh, Brandon and, and Jim, friends of the show. We had a lot of fun with that one, a lot of fast-paced talking on that one. It went by really quick, right, Abe? Yeah, it did. It was very breezy because uh, we had so much to say about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, that's a good track, so you want to catch that one. It's on iTunes now. And it is good. I listened to it. Oh, thanks. Thanks, George. I'm not <laughs> Um, let's see, what else? Happy birthday, Jimmy O, friend of the show. Yay! It's his birthday at the day of this recording. Want to throw that out, out, out there. And uh, let's see, let's see. We're on 279, right? That means 300 is, is it's coming. It's coming knocking. Around the corner. Yeah, it's getting there. So, uh, uh, what do you have planned? We'll, we, we're talking about we it. should probably talk about that more, but mainly we try to remind each other of that on the show live just to point out <laughs> the fact that it is actually coming, so we do and need to actually yeah. try to do something about it. We gotta figure out what week that's gonna be. I think I, I guessed like sometime in August is probably when that is. Maybe July. Yeah, that's uh, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm getting a suggestion from off screen here that we should perhaps rent a food truck. Food truck. It's a good idea. That actually. Yeah. I mean, the logistics aside, the idea of Abe and I getting together and having like a food truck <laughs> so we do a live podcast sounds pretty cool. <laughs> like what we were able to manage that to make that happen. And expensive. Yep, that's part of it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> No, but we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out for sure for the uh, big 300th episode. Probably something really fun. And last what if it's the uh, week of Comic-Con? 
I got to count the weeks down. It, it's going to be around there, though, I'm pretty sure. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but, and of course, there's always like bonus episodes and stuff. So who knows? <laughs> 300 might move, move yeah, away. Yeah, it might, might move closer, yeah. farther away. Yeah, so we'll see. see. Last thing here, iTunes reviews and ratings. It's good to get those. Helps out the show. Helps out the people to find the show. If you want to log into iTunes, search for Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Comes up pretty quickly. You can give us a star rating. That'd be cool. You can write us a little review. That'd be even cooler. Yeah, that would be. Thank you very much. Yeah, pop us up in the old uh, old charts there. Get get us back in the new and notable section. I think we're still in there, but you know, it's always fun to get. Are we still there? I mean, we it's been be. like six years now. Yeah, but we are notable. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, we may not be new, but we are notable. So there you go. Oh wow, you know how to make a girl feel special. We'll just we'll just keep switching podcast networks so we can always be new, and then it'll <laughs> work out that way. <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure that that's how that works. That's how that works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they won't catch on to our ruse. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on now. Let's get to let's get to know everybody. We're each week we ask each other a question or two, try to set the tone for the podcast, and better get to know, know everybody. everybody. For you guys, here's my question. Okay. What's your go-to donut at a Krispy Kreme? The regular glaze. Hopefully, it's uh, fresh out the oven there. Fresh or, out I the oven. The deep fryer. I've I've never had a Krispy Kreme donut. Oh. Is there a, is there a donut place you you frequent or at least go to? I do. I do like old fashions. Oh yeah, you're an old fashioned guy. Yeah, old fashioned. Uh, I am. Yeah. Or maple bar. Or maple bar. Yeah, I do like a maple bar. I uh, regular glaze at Krispy Kreme, pretty pretty good. I I, I do like the cream filled, whether it's jelly or a uh, straight up cream filled. Oh, those are they're good. They'll get you. I haven't heard one of those. Well, I mean, it's called Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Do what they say. I think it seems like the right idea. I guess so. I guess so. I've got a question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, growing up, did you guys want to have any sort of uh, droid? Any sort of droid? Yeah. Um, like I, I've grown to appreciate R two more now after I realized he was the chosen one. So I mean, growing up, and, and he's like an infinite lifespan apparently. Yeah, he's a droid. <laughs> space, I guess, yeah, you just keep replacing the parts. Space batteries last for years, Abe. Which is oh, what, which is what I assume they're called, space batteries. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> Are they still made of lithium ion in the future? In, or in the past? In the past? <laughs> they practically invented lithium ion. <laughs> <laughs> um, any kind of. Not that. No. I don't I didn't really. Like, cause I know you're talking about like Alpha 5, right? Alpha 5 were like uh, any of the, uh, the giant droids. The Zords. We're calling those droids? Uh, are they? They're mechs. I mean, they're, they're, uh... they're mechs. All yeah. right. Well, I'll keep That's my question. The I mean, you're, you're piloting those. I mean, the droids are just but like I, I they're just autonomous wanted, things. I, I was a Lost in Space fan, and I always wanted uh, the robot from that. If we're talking oh, about cool. regular droids, what's that? Okay. Right? I can think of what he said. Danger will rot. What's he called? What is he, what's he yeah, called? yeah. What's he called? I don't know. It's called robot. It's called robot. Yeah, robot. Get over here. No, I had like twelve toys of that thing. Robot B nine. Well, that's boring. That's not an exciting name. <laughs> yeah, they call him the robot. I mean, he looks cool, and he, you know, danger. Like he says all that, but robot B nine, bleh. <laughs> they, they didn't expect him to, for him to be so popular. The merchandising on this, everyone's got to go through the roof for Will Robinson, but not the robot. So we don't need to give him a good name. <laughs> uh, B nine. Okay, fine. Okay. All right. Well, that, yeah. did you have one? Abe? Did you say anything? No, I said that. That's like a vitamin. I mean, did you have a droid that you were like a fan of, or you wanted? It? No real droid. I mean, I, I was. I, I can never understand R two for whatever reason, and I know that most people cannot. But I just the beeps and boops. I just 
I needed C-3PO there to translate for me. I'll say this. If I was a kid growing up and I saw Force Awakens, like, I'd be all about BB-8. Like, I don't want a BB-8 oh. right away. And I have one. Oh, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, like, that guy seems way more, way more personable. See, I mean, well, no, I, I'm not going to take away from R2 because he's, he's R- just R2 useful. is way wise. I appreciate R2. He's wise and, like, right. these, guys, these guys would not have survived without R2. BB-8. I agree. Yeah. BB-8 no, didn't no, exactly no, like, he, like he's the real hero of Star Wars. If they didn't have BB-8, they probably still could have gone through the same adventure. Like it's not like he really solved anything besides getting some. Yeah, tape but or... you know, BB-8 is <laughs> able to give you like thumbs ups via flame. Yeah, he's so... po- he's positive reinforcement, but he didn't like open doors at the right time or like shut down some shield generators or what have you. It's different. That's right. <laughs> or he didn't take a gun blast like uh, uh, K-2SO. So... Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Alan Alan Tudyk always saving the day. That's the real conclusion for I think we've <laughs> That's taken the real. Away. That's who we should really be thanking. Yeah, the Duke of Weaselton. All right. Yeah, so, the chicken from Moana. Yeah. Hey, hey. All right. <laughs> With that out of the way, that's how you play. No, no everybody. Way. All right. Let's move on now. Now let's get down now, quickies. DM. Each you get out now. We do what they talk about. But the series, the series, the series, quickly. DM. Oh yeah. That's good. I got. I it. liked it. I had it. Abe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have you seen any other movies this week? This is deja vu. I mean, it feels like you. You watched deja vu of Denzel Washington. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while. Uh, I didn't watch anything in theaters, but I did watch uh, Chappelle's new Netflix uh, special. Good, that's what I want uh, to get to. Only the first one. I didn't watch the Texas one yet. Okay. And uh, I enjoyed it. I thought that there was uh, it, it's the way that Dave Chappelle can only present his comedy, which is through a series of serious statements, and you think he's actually going somewhere. And then all of a sudden, joke, and you kind of don't expect it, and it just makes you laugh really, really hard. Yeah, they're so. they're both good. I, I've seen both of them. I would say the first, okay. the first, and, and to, to note the the second one, uh, Deep in the Heart of Texas, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. It is that was filmed two years ago, where and this 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 one, the first one, uh, what's it called? Uh, Regardless, the first one it was filmed like last year, I believe. So it's like they're gotcha. Neither of them are you know timely necessarily, as in it avoids you know very recent media stuff um but they're still you know they're quite good they're really funny i would say the first yeah. the first the one you watch is probably the better of the two but not by much i mean it's they're still really they're both really funny and yeah the way he the age of spin is they, what it's they called. spin there we go that's what i was trying to think yeah yeah they're both it's certainly i mean because i i've seen plenty dave Chappelle's other specials on like they used to play them on comedy central like all the time yeah i i, I still love uh is he killing him softly killing him softly yeah, yeah. and they, he just has a great like way of delivering his material but yeah the first one's really <clears throat> the one you watched that you know it's framed around what the the four times he met oj simpson oj simpson and then uh, one of the, the the weirdest and best bill cosby jokes yeah, that i've heard just, in a long long time <laughs> it's just it's, it's really neat to see Chappelle back and he still has another one coming to netflix at least you know later this oh year. does he yeah there's a third one coming okay. later on to netflix so it's yeah it's a well, good ones to catch up on yeah i'll be excited jordan have you seen any of their uh, movies recently I watched the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, mm. uh, for prep, Wednesday. For prep purposes? Oh, of course. Not just because you watch it every Saturday? Well, that too. <laughs> uh, it's just as brilliant as it was back in 95, 96, when did it come out? 95. 95, yeah. It's just, it's timeless. It's a timeless classic. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you, you can see why it got all those Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's flawless it's up there with the godfather or citizen kane as, as some of the greats high praise <laughs> it's 
Yeah. So good, good times with that one. I'm, I'm taking. That's, that's what I'm hearing here. Well, I mean, how 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 can you do better than better than that? You have uh, Ivan Ooze. You have new bots. You have new costumes. It's like Star Wars. Are there putties in that one? Do they fight putties are, in that one, or do they fight just ooze, do they fight just no, ooze monsters? The uh, the the bird people. There's bird. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. There there's uh, Ivan Ooze's bird clan, but I thought there were putties as well. Well, because I thought, uh, like, I thought one of the uh, challenge, if I'm recalling this correctly, for a movie I haven't seen in multiple decades, uh, I, be- I thought there was like they have like ooze monsters, things that are like even tougher that the Power Rangers like they can't just fight easily like they do with the putties on a weekly basis. Like that, that's what you're told, but then it's the same thing. They just kick them and they explode. Eventually, yeah, uh, they figure out how to how to defeat this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they just throw them against the wall and they they blow up into feathers. So, <laughs> do they really blow like, up into feathers? Yeah. yeah, it's just like oh, real life. Wow. You've you've got to see this film. I, I guess I do have to go back and revisit this. Yeah, it's that... like they watch Wizard of Oz and they're like, we can do it better. That was one we chose not to do a commentary for. So I, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, uh, it has great special effects that still hold up. Today. I'm sure. Yeah, that I'm sure that final act with the Megazord. Well, the, and... the practical effects of that egg is is one of the best things. It is. Okay. And the big. Uh, that was an interesting bug uh, ever. Triceratops that chases them in the woods? Come on. <laughs> this is filmmaking at its finest. <laughs> Way better than that skeleton Michael Bay Triceratops. Oh, yeah. In what? In, uh, I don't know, in one of his dinosaur Transformers movies. In The Rock. <laughs> in The Rock. Okay. All right. I've seen a couple things. Okay. I want to shout out. Uh, first, a uh, friend of the show, Marcus Robinson, pointed out this documentary last week on the show called Accidental Courtesy. Great. Um, I've also watched it now, and that's a good watch. It's on Netflix. Um, it is it is about an older black man who he goes about kind of having communication and befriending various members of the clan and convincing them eventually to kind of give up their ways of the clan and writing their errors of judgment. There's some problematic elements with his strategy, which does get confronted by other people. Um, but I, the in terms of watching a documentary about this person, I think it's I think it's a really interesting watch. So that's a you have interest, uh, that's certainly one to check out, Accidental Courtesy. Cool. Um, let's see. Uh, there's two shows I want to mention. Um, okay. The first is Trial and Error. Have any of you guys watched this show? No. It's on NBC, and it's basically, you know the show? Um, also oh, you know no, what, I know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's with John Lithgow, who's like the one yeah. of the main actors. And it's, uh, it's basically like watching Making a Murderer by way of Parks and Recreation. <laughs> <laughs> it is um it's, it's had so worth watching it's had four okay. episodes so far and you know we're both big fans of parks and recreation yes uh, we are but it, yeah it's had four episodes so far and it's just really funny it's really like well like it's well done as far as that kind of doc style but just humorous it's, uh-huh. and it's just it's very it's very clever in what it's doing so far like and, and i'm actually because the central mysteries involving john lithgow's like wife is had been murdered and the evidence very heavily points to him but, right. but like a like a out of town like lawyers come into this like very quirky town in the down in the south, and it it's the the way it's structured is very is very well done. It's very funny, but it's also I'm very I really want to know who killed John Lithgow's wife. Like that's like it's drawing me into the actual mystery part of the story. So there you go. The other show, which I've only seen the first episode of, because it's only had one episode so far, is Shots Fired, um, which mm-hmm. is on Fox. It is from the people behind um, Beyond the Lights and uh, and Love and Basketball. It involves a black cop who has killed a a, a white civilian. So it kind of reverses mm-hmm. general tones of how things happen and, and the fallout from that. And uh, yeah. and I'm intrigued so far by where it's going. I know because it's like a 
it's not like a 22 episode series. It's like a you know like a mini series event as far like probably uh-huh. eight or eight or ten episodes, something like that. So I, I'm hoping that it kind of wraps itself up within that amount of time, and I'm I'm intrigued where to go so far. I like how it's being presented. Okay, that's the one with Sanaa Lathan, right? Sanaa Lathan's like the lead. She's yeah. like a she's not a like cop. a lead investigator. She's like an investigator, but she's not a cop. Yeah. Like it's so it's okay. And like it's it's her and the guy that played Jesse Owens in Race. He's like a he's another like the two of them are partnered up and trying to kind of get behind what's go, what went on. So okay. Yeah. Mm. Lastly, I will mention Boss Baby. Which uh, on... uh, do you need to? Yes, I'm going to mention Boss Baby, <laughs> featuring right. Alec Baldwin. Uh, Anna and I saw this yesterday, and because we're, it's probably not going to be our main topic next week, uh, no, it's not. I just want to mention that. Yep, yeah, that's that that was that was the movie. Um, Who's I will the say, studio behind that one? What? Who's the studio behind Fox. that one? Fox. It's a Fox. It's for, it's, okay. it's Fox Dream in DreamWorks. Uh, it's DreamWorks. It's I mean, it's distributed by Fox, but it's Dream. It's from the director of the Madagascar films and Megamind. And it it feels like that as far as what it's going for. Um, I like Stephen Colbert as a voice actor. Um, Stephen Colbert's not in it. Um, yeah, I know he's in Megamind. Not in Megamind. Who's who's the voice of Megamind? Uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Stephen Colbert's in uh, Monsters vs. Aliens. Is he? Yeah. My bad. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Stephen Colbert. Megamind is <laughs> Megamind is what Will Ferrell, Tina Fey, and Jonah Jonah Hill. And, and, like and Brad very, Pitt. Very and, brief, very brief Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Voice actor Brad Pitt. <laughs> right. World War Z is Brad Pitt. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I the it's one of those where yeah, the trailer kind of shows you the best parts, which is I think most of the beginning of the setup of a baby in a suit interacting with his older brother. <laughs> <laughs> Even you saying that sounds weird. But it that that part is entertaining. Then there's the rest of the movie, which is less so, but it, it has its moments. Wait, so I have a question. What is the movie about? Like, well, Jordan. The trailers is just Jordan. a new baby comes in and they don't get along because he's, he's evil. Jordan. Yes. There's a boss and there's a baby. It's a boss baby. <laughs> <laughs> what? That tells me nothing. <laughs> What's the movie about? I would say it's. <laughs> I, I would say we talked about it after. I think it. I think Storks is a good like call as far as like what it. What it kind of what it feels very similar to, as far as like we have a concept and that's the goofiness of it. Yes, because I enjoyed yeah. the goofiness of Storks. I would say that the goofiness of Storks is more worthwhile than the goofiness yeah. of Boss Baby. Okay, but it, it does have yes, it does have a kind of there's an imagination element to it that reminded me of like Bobby's uh, Bobby's World and Rugrats. Rugrats specifically, I was thinking of throughout the movie. But in terms of like the plot, it's involves Alec Baldwin's Boss Baby character rounding up other babies so they can talk about the epidemic that is puppy love being stronger than baby love and how they need to write the write that wrong and make babies the more superior things for parents to love that makes sense to me i, I think so yeah i mean it's gonna kill all the puppies what so it's to kill all the puppies it's like a reverse uh, batman returns penguin plot <laughs> <laughs> i'd probably enjoy that movie more if he has a diabolical scheme but um <laughs> no that's that's less so it's more about brother it's more yeah. about sibling sibling love that's the the overriding theme of it, and yeah. Oh boy. To- Toby Maguire narrates, which makes me think anytime you have Toby Maguire involved in something these days, it's going to be because he's narrating as an older version of the child featured in the movie. 
Because I believe that happened in what's that one with um, Labor Day? Uh, Wasn't it Labor Day? I think he's like the older version of the child in that movie. Is that? I don't remember that. Movie. I'm pretty sure. I'm I pretty mean, sure I remember, it's Tobey Maguire. Elements of it, but was Tobey Maguire narrating that? Movie? Yeah, no, because because it's like it's what Josh Brolin and Kate Winslet, and then there's like the boy and, and the boy. Like believe... some some boy there, which I don't. Does that boy go on to do anything that we that we've seen since? Uh, maybe I don't know. Okay. okay. That means yeah. I have to look but up Labor Day. Tobey Maguire is the. But he's the narrator. The he's like the old, he's the older version of the boy. Yeah. I'm gonna believe you and because he, and he, what, he, 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 he narrated um, Great Gatsby because he's basically just a blank in the movie, which is what Nick Carraway is. Yeah, which so is they, kind of unfortunate. Which, is, yeah, I mean, it's uh, not unfortunate. Was... It's, that's what Nick Carraway is. He's a blank. Like he's not. He's not a yeah, real. Uh, yeah, yeah. The character's not interesting. Like he's just Nick Carraway. It's like all right. This guy was gonna expose Gatsby. He's an investigative journalist. I'm looking up Labor know. Day now because now no. I'm, I'm, now you're looking at Labor Day. It is adult Henry, Tobey Maguire. And let me see the kid. The kid is Gatlin Griffith. What has he done? Let's see. I don't know. Since Labor Day, he did one short film called Ride On. So not much is the answer to that question. Okay. He plays young Hal in Green Lantern, though. So there you go. Ryan Reynolds is a Green Lantern or a cartoon version? Ryan Reynolds is a Green Lantern. Okay. He's the kid that gets blown back when his father dies in that jet plane accident. That's the one scene I can remember because it's like he's wearing like his dad's jacket. I don't even remember that. I remember that because it's like really over the top. But, um, how do we get on this topic? From Boss Baby? Because of Tobey Maguire? Okay. Well, because of Tobey Maguire. Where yeah. we get back this is in. How we get on tangents. All right. Well, that's that's it. That's how you play on a cookie. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> let's let's get to our trailer talk. We, we we talk about one of the newest movie trailers of the week. What we thought of it. What when it coming out and what have you. Speaking of Boss Baby, this week we're talking Baby Driver, mm. the upcoming mm. film from Edgar Wright. Um, the the following, you know. Him leaving Ant-Man, he went on to do a film that he wanted to do, which was this, which he wrote and directed himself. It is what has been described as a car chase musical, where the lead character, Baby, played by Ansel Elgort, has this, he's a great getaway driver, and he has a condition where there's a constant ringing in his ears, so he always uses music to score the various car chases he gets into. He works for Kevin Spacey's evil heist manager guy, who... Enlists a number of people, including Jamie Foxx, John Hambone, and others, to uh, go on his various heist missions. Is that, is that his name after Mad Men, John Hambone? I've always been calling him John Hambone. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a cool nickname. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the uh, the movie. Big car chase action film from director Edgar Wright. Jordan, what did you think of the trailer for Baby, Baby Driver? Um, I actually didn't like the domestic trailer. But then the international trailer, I think, is so much better. And still, if it weren't for Edgar Wright, I wouldn't be as excited uh without that name if it were just directed by someone else it would just look generic and sort of not that interesting but because right is this genius it's sort of like world's end where i wasn't really sold by the trailer but i knew it was going to be something special because it's edgar wright and that's how i feel about this movie yep. new movie edgar wright i don't need to hear anything more i was uh, sold before i saw the trailer and then i saw the trailer and i was like this is pretty cool like this guy's drifting like a madman and uh, the concept, uh, as it became clear in the in the trailer, as the concept became uh, why he wears headphones and what he does, uh, it was pretty neat. And also, the title of the movie is uh, is a clever play on on uh, his character name. So I was sold before I even saw the trailer. Yeah, I would I would agree with what you guys are saying. Uh, I I like the trailer more than Jordan did, but I I agree with what you're both kind of saying. Where it's it's an it's a new Edgar Wright film, so the marketing is kind of besides the point. 
And uh, even yeah. then, I would say it's kind of hard to kind of sell the concept because you basically have to play an entire song to get the rhythm of what it's trying to do. Um, besides just having Kevin Spacey explain it to you, which is what the trip. I understand why, you know, for a general audience, it's not like, you know, Edgar Wright savvy necessarily. You just have to sell the big names and a basic idea of the concept. So right. from that angle, yes, the the, mar- the the first this first trailer seems a little generic, but knowing what it is and knowing that it's an Edgar Wright film, I'm incredibly excited. I mean, he's yeah. every, every one of his films has been on my top 10 list. Every one of his films, I think three out of five of them, four, five, four, four, uh, are, are some of my favorite <laughs> movies. Uh, so it's, <laughs> yeah, it, I, I couldn't be more excited for a new Edgar Wright movie. I know it, it premiered at a South by Southwest a couple weeks ago and got just rave reviews as I would yeah, expect. Yeah. Um, People loved it. Yeah. So I, yeah, this, I, I I don't need too much convincing to be on board for Baby Driver, uh, but yeah, it's certainly one that I look forward to. Also, he's got a great cast here. I mean, he's got Kevin Spacey, Jamie Foxx, and John Hambone. Little and John Bernthal's in this. Uh, a number of other people popping up. I'm sure the soundtrack's going to be amazing because I mean, he's already good. Yeah, at sa- he has music. He's already good at soundtracks, and this is a movie that relies heavily on a soundtrack to score car chases. I'm also aware that the there's no CG in the car chases; they're all done for real. Um, and it's so it's even more exciting. And I think what else is notable is that this is like an action movie. Like it's not a comedy. Like there's comedic lines because you have certain people in the cast, and you know that's you can write that way. But I think it's I think it's it'll be interesting to see just what a straight up action film crime thriller looks like from Edgar Wright. Like it'll be probably have some very neat stuff to it because as a director, I think he's only grown stronger over the over the years where he's been doing these movies. So he's like a villain in hiding. He's growing stronger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I haven't been a fan of uh, Ansel Elgort at all in the few movies I've seen him in. He always seems. I think, I think he's a strong actor. I just haven't seen anything that that feels like it's a movie that would be matched with his kind of acting potential. Yeah, and and Fault in Our Stars, and he was in something else. I, I watched. he was in the those Divergent Insurgent movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah he where seems, he plays like he, a plays, he plays the wuss in those movies, so it's yeah. like it's hard yeah. to be on board with him. And uh, and not Charlene Woodley's uh, uh boyfriend, but her brother instead. Yeah, but he never really has a great presence to him in those films. So I'm hoping. Yeah, you know, I I have great confidence that. I mean, uh, I would say he plays an effective wuss. Well, he does seem like he might. He seems like a wuss. Like that's the role, and he's doing it right, well. Which, which, you know, again, it leads to the whole entire notion of like, hey, I think that he has some good action chops, and I, I kind of hope that he gets some more roles where he can uh, show that off. It's the well, it's the kind of thing like because I think like Orlando Bloom gets judged a lot for playing Paris and Troy, where he's like a complete wuss and everything is like, well, that's the character of Paris. I, like that's what I've read in the Iliad. So it's like I don't know what you're judging here because he's doing exactly what I'm supposed to see. <laughs> so that that's the kind of logic I have when characters play a certain type, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's what's required of them. But I, but Jordan, I know what you're saying. Like, I, I can think of Fault in Our Stars, which I've seen once, where he's like, all right, yeah, he's whatever, he's the lead. Yeah, and just playing that, that type of character, I just didn't really connect with Yeah, with so I, I, more, I more or less have to go on the, the faith that Edgar Wright would not put an entire movie on this person if he didn't think he was right for the role, I guess is where I have to, exactly. have to lean on. Yeah. So. But yeah. Uh, Baby Driver arrives in theaters August 11th, so we got a got a few months to wait for that one. But yeah, that's and uh, Bron Anderson wrote a review of it for West. Of- yes, he did. That's right. Uh, Ron, Already? Well, he was at South by Southwest. He did a lot of uh, South by nice. Southwest coverage. Uh, so yeah, that's a uh, that's available on West of Blue right now. You can you can read his review of the movie. All right, let's uh let's move on now, guys. Let's get to our first of two reviews for right. Saban's. Power Rangers. Did I just hear you say we're Power Rangers? Is this some kind of joke? We're talking to a wall. I was kind of expecting a little more. 
So where were you last night? Me and four kids found a spaceship buried underground. I'm pretty sure I'm a superhero. Cool. Pee in that cup. Power Rangers were a legion of warriors. You must become those warriors. It's just a hologram, like a video game. That's a strong-ass hologram. Not a video game. <laughs> that should have been some of the trailer for Saban's Power Rangers back in 1993. Kids were treated with a wild action series that matched footage from Japanese shows with poorly acted high school series drama. This was Power Rangers, the story of kids with attitude who were turned into martial arts superheroes battling alien forces. Now we have the modern reboot, which takes the concept very fairly seriously and makes a coming-of-age story matched with a large-scale CG action fest. The result is a superhero origin film with emphasis on teamwork as well as the dark and gritty aesthetic commonly found in films these days. Jordan, were you yes. were you a Power Rangers fan growing up? And what'd you what'd you think I of what'd you think was. of this? Yeah. There was a good two years where I loved Power Rangers. Like, I watched it every day. I, I went to the uh, movie three times in theaters. I, I loved it. I, I thought it was so much fun. Yeah. And then, all, like, just one day I woke up and I just wasn't interested anymore. <laughs> which, is, which is interesting because I think that's how a lot of us are with Power, where it's like, because it's still going today. I imagine lots of kids have the same kind of, like, there's this stage where they're like, I need to watch this always, and then suddenly... I don't need to watch this always anymore. <laughs> like this, yeah, this... and it was right around the time when uh, Turbo came out. It was like yeah. just a few months before that. I just thought, ah, I don't care anymore. I'm not going to see that. All right. Well, what would you think of this new reboot of the Power Rangers <laughs> original series? It's it's so bizarre. It, um, it seems in this film, it seems so visually and tonally inconsistent. And at times it's as if it was directed and even edited by com just completely different people. And there's that half the movie is training. And it just continues. It repeats itself. And the story, it, it never gets off the ground. And the cast is likable enough. But that's all they're, they They just look around frustrated for, for most of the film. They have attitude. And, that's, the, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. And the film isn't really at war with itself. Like, there are some films you can say, like, oh, it's totally at war with itself. This doesn't seem it's out like it's at war with itself. It just seems like it's oddly unaware of itself. Like, um, so it it starts off good enough. The first thirty minutes, I was on board. I thought it was a solid buildup. But then slowly, it, just, it unravels, and I I realize, and all the momentum comes to a halt. And it's apparent that the film has nowhere to go until this inevitable end fight. So, if, which wouldn't be so much of a problem if the film were just 90 minutes. It would have just been a slight irritation. But at over two hours, it, it becomes torturous at, at times. Uh, it's, it's baffling. What do you think? Well, let's get to Abe. What do you think? Baffling? Wow, that's, uh, that's going to be on the poster someday. Well, they're just right, baffling Jordan Ground, and it's going to be like, is it baffling good or is it baffling bad? There's, <laughs> just to make you interested in going to see it again. Well, now I have uh, to see it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, 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 did, I did enjoy the original Power Rangers series when it first came out. I remember missing a few minutes of school because the episodes would come on at like 830 in the morning. And I think that's like right around when school started or... Something like that. So I do remember asking for a few notes from my parents to excuse me for being late. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like what Jordan said, after about like Power Rangers Turbo, 
uh, I was just out of it. So I wasn't really, uh, wasn't really a big fan of the, uh, the rest of the series. So I guess after a while, yeah, you just grow out of it. Like we talked about earlier, but, uh, as far as this movie goes, I actually found it strange because, um, I'm also at odds with it. And I feel like we're all at odds with it. I like this. I didn't know what to expect from either of you as far as your reaction to it. So I think we're all kind of on the same page. Yeah, like, <laughs> But what I found interesting about it is that they have really good elements of the superhero story, which is the earning it aspect of a story. Uh, and it's different from something like uh, what's the most recent Marvel uh, adaptation, Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange, where in Doctor Strange, what happens is uh, the person gets into a car wreck and then they go to Nepal and they just sit outside of a door. And they and then they're led into the, the the thing, and he becomes like the the best magician ever. Um, whereas this one, it, it takes a little bit more of like a a, a slower ride, and uh, <laughs> and that slower ride is the whole entire notion of hey, look, you guys are going to be the Power Rangers, but you guys have to really earn it. And I actually like that. But what I didn't like is that they they kind of fill it in with bad dialogue that goes along too quickly. But they also move through those things a little bit too quickly for me. And I agree with Jordan that it's a little bit too long of a movie. It could have been tighter. Um, but that's where I, I was actually kind of surprised by it, by just thinking, wow, these kids, yeah, it's not as though they were given these coins and they're given their morphing suits and they all of a sudden know how to become martial artists right away. I The time frame of it is ridiculous because they have like 11 days to train before Rita Repulsa comes through town. And, and it's like them. in real time too. Those eleven. Yeah, it's days. in real time. So like they're spending, they they, sat, they still have to go to high school, <laughs> and uh, they have to go train in the afternoons. But uh, that's what I found interesting about it. That that's actually what I liked about the movie is that they actually took the time to develop these guys. So while I agree with Jordan that maybe some of it wasn't as um, crucial, yeah, as crucial as as uh, as it needs to be. I actually appreciated that they took the time out to make you realize that these kids do need to earn their stripes before they become uh, who they are going to become. And even when they become who they become, like there's, you've seen it in the trailers, the part where they're slow motion walking out. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Because <laughs> uh, like they have like this like this like uh, this pseudo uh, pseudo techno beat going with it when they're walking out, and I was like, this is this is <laughs> what I signed up for. But uh, I agree that the fight sequence at the end is a little bit too short for the buildup of the movie. And it kind of goes along a little bit too casually, meaning like what you expect to happen happens. Uh, there's humor throughout. And what Aaron mentioned, there's like this need to be dark and gritty, which I think comes from the superhero movies and these uh, adaptations becoming a little bit more like real movies. They're not, they're not as goofy as the 1995 version of, of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers where you can still have like people shouting out radical and cowabunga, uh, even though they don't do any of that. Um, RJ Siler's Billy comes close <laughs> to saying, saying, does, yeah. saying cowabunga. <laughs> He's probably the closest one to do that. Yeah. But uh, the other thing, like, in terms of the actors, I actually found that two of the actors were, were pretty good, which are Jason and Kimberly. And then when I looked up their IMDb's like, Oh, they're not even American actors. They're, they're like Australian and British. And I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. For the most part, it's it's actually enjoyable. I think that as a fan of the original series, I think you'd like it. But uh, I, I also do think that the, you probably aren't going to be interested in the story element aspects as much as I am. But in terms of the time running length, I think that you will feel that and you'll be thinking to yourself, you know, it could have been a little bit shorter. Uh, and the payoff is there, but the payoff is also very brief. So I'm at odds with it. it it's all right. 
uh, and I enjoyed some elements more than uh, other elements. I have described it as terrible and pretty good, which can be baffling, but <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, yeah. it, it seems yeah. totally justified. And I'd be very curious about what like Power Ranger fans growing up thought of this movie overall, because it. Did you did, answer your own question? Did you enjoy the series growing up? I've 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 enjoyed it the same way you guys did, right? Because it helps okay. that we're all around the same age, so we all kind of saw the Power Rangers when it first started, and then we kind of just grew out of it eventually. Uh, even right, though it's right. still gone on today, and I imagine a lot of people, as I said, have probably have the same feelings where they watch it for a couple of years and they're like, "All right, we can move on to something else," but like it's still going. So clearly, there's a popularity of this franchise. Um, right. So it, watching the movie, I wouldn't say that using my because I mean Power Rangers fandom that's a little too far. Like I, I I remember the series, I watched it, I was I enjoyed it, but it's not like I've held on to like you know these memories of Power Rangers and how they shape my life. Like it's it's fine. It's like it's a, it was a fun show for what it was so like watching this new version i didn't feel like offended by the choices they made to change things up or what have you so, mm-hmm. so it's i would like I, could, I can't say that like nostalgic value really affected my opinion on this new movie but i'd be curious what both the young audience that still watches power and just thought of this and what the older you know our people our age and what have you thought of this new interpretation of it i it it's weird to like watch this movie and see how much of a like it's a straight up like remake of the actual '93 TV series. Like that's something I think my mind was having trouble wrapping around because I kept trying to think like surely there's some like other source material that they're pulling from or what. But it's like no, yeah, they're just taking what you saw in 1993 and made that into a movie, which is right. kind of hilarious. So watching it, it's like yeah, it goes through a lot of predictable beats that you expect because it follows a formula. It follows the Batman Begins formula, right? Like that's what it's doing. Yeah. It just happens to involve five people instead of one, and it I, it works by default because just because that's a formula that's proven to work, like you know, kind of a hero's journey type story made in this kind of gridmark aesthetic. So it I, I, it's not the most visually enjoyable film. I'm gonna throw that out there. I I think the CG, especially in the end, is rather ugly. And I, I don't think the suits are particularly cool looking. The Zords are kind of all over the place. And all all the CG stuff at the end, I was kind of indifferent to, honestly. Like, I, I wanted to enjoy that stuff more than I did. I like the idea of getting a what's essentially a giant kaiju movie for the last 20 minutes. Like, that's fun. Like, I like, But <laughs> seeing, seeing a giant Megazord fight the ugliest version of Goldar I've ever seen, it's like, all right, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not all that exciting. What I did like, though, is I, I think the, the, the coming-of-age aspect of this movie works rather well. I, the dialogue's nothing to write home about because it's whatever, but like I, I think the cast has a good chemistry together, and like you mentioned, you mentioned uh, Jason and Kimberly, and I, I'd add Billy to that list too because they're basically the main characters. Trini and Zach are they're they're more supporting. They kind of come along. Yeah, later. they come along yeah. later. They're more supporting, but yeah, the the red, pink, and blue Rangers they get like the the bulk of the story that affects them. And I thought that I mean, and the when the five of them are together, just like hanging out, like it's good, like it works well. It hits the kind of high school movie vibes you expect. Like it, it does a good job with that. They have chemistry together. Like it's well cast. I, I would say also Elizabeth Banks is Rita Repulsa. She does what I expect a Rita Repulsa to do. She's kind of terrifying in a, in a PG thirteen yeah. film way. Like that's the reason this movie's not PG is because of her very menacing performance which i thought worked well for what the film's trying to do the weak link i would say is brian cranston's zordon i thought there was too much brian cranston in this movie which oh my god if there's any brian cranston on the cutting room floor i'm gonna be shocked like it surprised me like how (laughs) how brian cranston was a weak link in a power rangers movie because i was all like for one it's a fun in joke because what he was the voice of several monsters in the old series so it's like that's why you get brian cranston oh is that right yeah that's yeah he when he was first starting in acting he was the voice of several of the monsters in Power Rangers. And so they so it's like a it's like a fun inside joke to have him as Zordon in this new movie. I see. But they give him like an arc 
where he has to come to terms with with being kind of the like the the mentor of these new kids as opposed to doing like the battle itself. And it just it's it drags the movie. That's what drags the movie to a halt for me. Like there's a lot of training montages. I agree, but at least that involves like this these like set of people that are like fun to hang out with for a movie. Zordon's just like depressing all the time, and he's talking. He's like, oh, I gotta get out of this wall. And Alpha Five's there, and he's like, Ah, yeah. He doesn't say, Ah, yeah. But still, it's it's. Well, he says it very. He says it very. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't go overdrive with the I I I's like <laughs> he does in the movie that Jordan loves so much. Um, <laughs> Great scene in the original movie, by the way. <laughs> when, when Ooze comes in and he's like, Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good five minutes of I I I. But yeah, like the 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 Zordon stuff's like. I get it. Like, he's stuck in a wall. Let's just move on from that. But the movie's like, no, we're going to really justify why he's stuck in the wall. It looks like one of those things you put your hand into. Like, it's it, it just what are those, things those, like, metal pin yeah. art things. <laughs> right. But so, like, that stuff slowed the movie down for me. And, yeah, like, the story, again, it's pretty perfunctory. But it's made up for by, yeah, the, like, I think R.J. Seiler as Billy uh, in particular, I think he really hits, like, what's needed for the tone of this Earl? film. Yeah, Earl from me, Earl and the Dying Girl. <laughs> Right. I think he does. I think he does a really good job, and it gets yeah. to like the the other thing where like Power Rangers since '93 has been a very diverse show. They've, I mean, regardless of the on the nose casting of you know the Black Ranger being a black actor and what have you. I mean, the Asian Ranger being yellow. Yeah, like it, it's had it's 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 still it's a show that's not just five white people hanging out. So it's like it gets credit for that, and they've done that throughout the years. And this follows through, and it even ups it by having Billy be autistic. Like, it, and it doesn't make and it doesn't even apply to the plot. It's just like, hey, that's a thing. And it moves on from there. And it's like, all right, like, I, I can appreciate what it's trying to do at that extent. Like, it's a very, very progressive Power Rangers movie. Not that, but I mean, you've seen the headlines about it, too, but uh, the Yellow Ranger is a lesbian in this movie. Which, so. like, again, it just kind of, like, is mentioned and it, then it, goes yeah, away. It, has, it has no effect it. whatsoever. It's just say, like, hey, you know, this is a fact of life, and let's move on kind of thing. So I appreciated that stuff uh, as well. In terms of uh, Elizabeth Banks, I enjoyed her. I think that I kind of wish that she had a little bit more screen time because in comparison to she and Brian Cranston, yeah, yeah. Brian Cranston gets, gets way more work. screen time, but he's not as interesting as Rita Repulsa. Yeah. And the reason why is not because it's not because Brian Cranston is stuck in the in the in the ship or he's stuck in a wall. It's because we know his character. We've seen yeah. like you see like in the first the minute of the, of the movie <laughs> what he's all about. And you also get more exposition from him about what he was and what he's trying to do. But I kind of wish that we got more about Rita because Rita apparently was a ranger at one point. What made her want to become this all powerful being kind of thing? And why does she love killing homeless people for their teeth? Like, imagine, imagine how many people you have to kill for their gold fillings in order to build like this hundred foot giant gold arm. There's a, there's I mean, a number of off screen deaths in this movie. <laughs> That's, that seems to be the day. Like there's a lot of people die in power rangers that we don't really get to, let alone the town. Right. Like, as opposed to them going to the abandoned warehouse district in the TV show, this is just Angel Grove getting, like, blasted into pieces. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the property damage, all the insurance assessment that had to go on afterward, and it's like, this is going to be a nightmare. Did you guys like the Krispy Kreme? I mean, I I, I didn't really... I I thought it was humorous that it was in the movie so much, but... Well, the way... I think the way they used it, because we talked about product placement on the show a lot, I mean, it's... It's it's obvious here, like it's very it's made to be obvious. But I think they use it. Yeah. They use it as a joke. Obviously, they're saying repeatedly, "We got to get to the Krispy Kreme because that's like where the focal point of things. That's, that's where that's where the the MacGuffin of the movie is located." But it's like the the fact they're using the full name every single time they have to mention it. It's overbearing, but I at the same time I think they they're in on the joke of saying Krispy Kreme multiple times in the movie. Yeah. 
So it didn't necessarily, well, you mentioned, it didn't uh, necessarily bother me, but it's still like, yeah, well, clearly, clearly Krispy Kreme paid for this movie. Yeah, it did, it did make me want to run out and get a Krispy Kreme, which is, I, I thought was unfortunate. Well, they have special Power Rangers Krispy Kreme donuts right now. It did, it did make me want to. Oh, I'm sure they do. Hey, it's like a lightning, it's like the lightning bolt and like sprinkles. There you go. Yeah. But, uh, hey, you mentioned yeah. uh, Doctor Strange, and then uh-huh. you mentioned Batman Begins. Uh, uh as examples of this formula. But those formulas, like when they're training and like it has propulsion. Yeah. It advances the characters. And yeah, like it's a nice coming of age story, but there's a point in their training where I thought, okay, I feel like they're ready. I feel like yeah. they're connected. And then it just like threw another wrench. Like someone got mad at someone else and all of a sudden we were back to square one. And it did this a few times where they would train. It would seem like they're ready. And then something would happen. Repeat. Like, there's one moment where they see the the Dinobots, the... Zords. The, uh, yeah. And then a character, it, like, awkwardly cuts to him just flying around in it, like, yeah. crashing through mountains. And for a moment, it, it plays as if it might be just, like, a, a fantasy he's having of, like, flying it around town. But it's not. Uh, and, and I found that sequence to be really jarring. It, it, and there it, are several... It doesn't help that, like, I'm not sure, like, how much of a low profile these characters are supposed to be keeping. So when you're, right. like, piloting a giant robot dinosaur around town, and there's, it's like... destroying, like, a mountainside. Yeah, and, well, like, people, like, road. there's, like, trains and cars driving by. It's like, yeah. well, so are they supposed to not be being seen doing this? Or, like, what's right. going on? Yeah, I, I didn't get that either. But, but Elizabeth Banks, <laughs> she's having the time of her life playing Rita. And the film needed her in so many more scenes. I agree. Uh, I don't know what more of her would... I mean, it, it, that'd just be, like, too much of the Fonz, you know? Like, we have too much of, like, this... It could be, I, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, I would say if the she movie, has if, to come back later. I would say if the movie was shorter, then you wouldn't have this problem because you'd get the... Right. I mean, you'd just take out the Brian Cranston stuff, and so you just have a, an equal amount of both Rita and Zordon to go with the rest of the story. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. And I, I understand, you know, they're trying to depict teenagers who are having a tough time with life. But they're just so dour for so so long. And for a film that's supposed to be fun and light, it's really not for a long time. And for characters who in the show were upbeat teenagers, in this movie, they deliver their lines as if they're like tortoises uh, reaching the end of their life. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say this about that, though. Let me say it, because, yes, they're, sure. they all have, like, troubles. Like, they all have issues with what's going on in their lives like jason is a jock who's like basically like blown his chance to get like a football scholarship and yeah. billy's dad died and like just things like and uh what zach's his mother's is his mom is sick, sick. like just then... uh, all kinds of things so like i yeah. and so that's why they're teenagers with attitude as the show requires but i, yeah. I but i think this i mean the <laughs> the the tv show is not going to win any awards for yet the acting and like the presentation of their characters but what i think they have in common is that both movies they're both about teamwork and they're both about positive reinforcement. None of these characters, while troubled and have maybe an attitude about certain situations, none of them are mean. There's no, there's no, right. there's no meanness here. They're all very, er- oh, yeah. they're all very earnest. That's true. And for for a movie like this, that's going to play to a wide audience, uh, it did have a forty million dollar opening weekend, by the way. I I do think that there's something to re- not enough, by the way, <laughs> for a hundred million dollar movie and going against beating the beast in the second week. It did all right. It, it, yeah. It 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 didn't bomb, which could have easily happened. So I'm some yeah, yeah it could have. But um, I I do think there's something to take away from the fact that it's all you know, it's positive individuals that represented you know a a good attitude, <laughs> despite having 
their own level of attitude that I think could be right. that's, be, that's better to be said that you know we've seen a lot of snarkiness in various you know other superhero movies there's something to be said yeah. for yeah. people that are both using teamwork to get along with each other and supporting each other and trying to move forward yeah I mean yeah. you brought it up earlier it's, it's like what you and I uh, both said which is you know there's there's a lot of they, they're a good on-screen chemistry with all the actors and again I think what what helps out about the movie is that they take the time to basically show you that, yeah, these people, while they do have some issues and they actually go through them, it just creates this deeper sense of uh, unity among the team. I mean, I know that the campfire scene is a little bit over the top. Oh, yeah, it, it always, is, which it, which it kind of needs to be. I just wish it was more campy about it. Mm-hmm. I understand that too, because while the campfire scene is over the top, it's also, it, it provides a nice layer of additional, like, okay, well, yeah, these guys do need to go through additional hoops. But I agree with Jordan that, yeah, the hoops necessarily you don't really need to go that far because you, at a certain point I did think that they already got it because Billy morphs at one yeah. time and it's like yeah. oh, oh cool. that's right. yeah, they, he they get it and I I guess that uh, it's it's going to be uh, morphing time now but uh, they still have to go through like I think 30 more minutes maybe 25 more minutes of them um, figuring out what they what they need to do right uh, as far as uh, the suits go Aaron you mentioned the suit I actually do like the, the design of it but I didn't like that it didn't seem that functional, which is to say that it looks very robotic. So I don't really know how they would be able to, unless it's like a mech type thing well, where, I mean, you know, it's an exo- exoskeleton. That's, that's why the suits only appear in like the, you know, la- the last third of the movie, because they're not functional. They look terrible. <laughs> like they're not, I, I see what you're saying about the, the look of the suits. Yeah, they're fine. I mean, it's a, it's a modern, cool. it's a modernized version of the Power Ranger suit, but it's more of, yeah. in terms of how do these people move around to these things? I'm not quite sure, which is why they're right. not moving around in them that much. They're... The specific examples I have are that uh, at one point you kind of see that they're being morphed onto the suits, and it's basically like a, an added layer of skin. So it feels like mm-hmm. it's very uh, yeah. uh, malleable, and, and you should be able to, to move easily with it. Um, whereas, like, you know, in the original TV version, it's just like nylon suits, yeah. right? Um, and so, but when you see them fighting and stuff, uh, and you see how their, their, their spines have all these, like, it seems like restrictions on it. So it doesn't seem, it, it seems cool and also uh, not very mobile at the same yeah, time. If there's one place so the movie's at of... odds with itself, it's the visual language of these suits shows you how they can work, but actually seeing them doesn't seem like they can work very well. It's, it's, right. which is part, which it, I it think goes to my overall thing of this movie's both terrible and kind of good at the same time, where it's like, right. well, yeah. in theory, it works, but in like watching it, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of really bad stuff in here but it's still there's, there's, yeah there's weird stuff but uh i enjoyed some of it and some of it i'm just like yeah you know it's it's all right <laughs> but it was a relief finally when you see the suits to see some color in the film yeah it's it's uh, a very ugly like movie the, like the, i was saying but the good, color palette's really bland in this movie yeah for a good 45 minutes it's the same because they're in, they're in they're in the power rangers pastime which is abandoned quarries so they're like just fighting in like caves and and like next to rock piles and stuff so this really yeah. and also i'm curious now what like uh what billy's dad was was all about because he seemed to be wanting to dig into these quarries for a very long time and that's what that's where that's, Billy. that's gets the in. sequel right there he was one of the power rangers <laughs> power rangers too <laughs> the, the legend of billy's dad's gold yeah, exactly. yeah yeah i i wish uh like the ship seemed to be almost an extension of the man of steel kryptonian ship yep. yeah didn't uh, it yeah, yeah. 
like they opted for that like oil rig look. No, there's there's a, than... there's a lot of Man of Steel in this movie, as far as how it's structured. Yeah, I mean, it has, there is. I mean, there's a giant there fight within a bunch of buildings that didn't need to be blown up at the end of it. So there you go. <laughs> Let's uh, we got to move on because we got another review. But yes. when should people? Okay. When would you say people should see Power Rangers? God, it's fine to see on your TV. It's it's not that impressive to see on a big screen. Yeah. <laughs> Abe. Yeah, I think that you can definitely wait for like a, a, a like a, a Blu-ray of this. Uh, nothing really to rush out and go. I see. agree because yeah, I don't know if the seeing the seeing the you know I I'm it's great that Lionsgate's like all right, let's plunk our own hundred million dollars down to a giant superhero movie with big action battles at the end of it. But at the same time, it's like that Goldar is really ugly. Like I get the idea. It's like this. It's like this. Oh, it's hideous! It's this constantly flowing piece of gold that makes a giant like beast thing, but at the same time, it's just ugly to look at. It's like, and that's it looks like a giant uh, Oscar statue with wings. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it, it just yeah, it's not like seeing that on an IMAX screen. That's not helping. You watched this on IMAX? No, no, I didn't. But that's that's not, that's okay. not helping the movie out. So yeah, I would say yeah, wait till Netflix where you can kind of see an appropriate sized version of this movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for again, as fans, I think you would enjoy it, but you know, I don't, you don't have to, you don't have to rush out. I'm shocked that it costs a hundred million. Me too, actually. Doesn't look like it. I mean, that would. Uh, it's it, there. I certainly feel like you could have gotten away with like sixty million for this. But it's there. I, I would say it's there. It's just. I, I think that it's there too, uh, but you know, I, I just didn't think it was going to be a hundred million. Because you're like but, you're hey. like building a town and you have to blow it up and you have to do all the sword <laughs> stuff. Like I, I get it. You gotta hire all these like stuntmen to do, to do acting as well. So all right, let's move on now. Let's get to our next film review for Life. We're looking at the first proof of life beyond Earth. Lowering oxygen, more carbon dioxide. That's beautiful. You finally a daddy. It's gonna be a big custody battle over this one. Are you gonna bring the Martian back to Earth? No, we're gonna keep it up here. We're gonna study where it's safe. Look how fast it's growing. Every single cell is a muscle cell and a nerve cell. All muscle, all brain. How smart is this thing? All right, that should have been some of the trailer for Life. Uh, Life is not going to win any awards for originality, as it takes a lot right out of the Alien playbook, along with some other films, but we are still getting what appears to be an A-budget science fiction film matched with a B-movie plot. It concerns a crew of astronauts on the International Space Station to deal with the discovery of life on Mars thanks to a recovered rover containing some samples. This life is initially just a single-celled organism, but it soon grows into something more interesting and threatening. And it looks like a weird, silly-putty, octopus-clear thing. Uh, sure enough, this new being becomes more than just a simple hassle for the crew. The film features Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, Hiroki Sonata, and others. Their name, Everybody's name is complicated after that point. Olga Dehavajshainaya and Arion Bekar. Let's see that's easier than old. It's a little easier, yeah. Russian last names. Um, yeah. The film debuted at four in fourth place at the box office, taking over twelve million dollars um, on a budget of around sixty, um, behind uh, Beauty and the Beast, Power Rangers, and Kong Skull Island. So it's you know not breaking the bank, but at the same time, I wouldn't expect this movie to you know be a huge hit. So we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. But with all that said, let's start with Abe this time. Abe, what did you think of Life? Kind of like Power Rangers, it's all right. <laughs> I mean. Uh, you mentioned it before that there's a lot of elements here that you have seen before in other space movies and in some science fiction horror movies. So nothing really crazy or out of the ordinary. Um, but what I appreciate about it is that it gets to the point right away. Uh, there's not really a whole lot of like setup in terms of, oh, well, like, we're a happy-go-lucky spaceship and everybody here is to do a certain job and, and uh, whatever, whatever. That exposition happens in like five minutes. 
And then, you know, 15 minutes later, it cuts to the chase of like, well, now we got to start killing people off. And this is what it, what's going to happen. Um, kind of what I appreciate about it the most is that it doesn't really latch on to any sort of like, oh, well, this person's going to uh, be like the savior. Like, you know, there, there's no like there's no like uh, bravado guy. There's no like whatever thing. These are all just scientists that have special, unique, I guess, uh, occupations on the spaceship. But um, they're also uh, unfortunately, they keep on reiterating that there's no protocol for this which I think I understood the first time when they first said it, maybe the second time. And then when they said it the third time, I was like, I get it that there's no protocol. You guys are like in some secret space mission. Um, I think that there's like some strange uh, writing that happens where they, they, they leave off with some ideas because Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, by the way, Jake Gyllenhaal, he needs to be in more sci-fi movies and he needs to be more like uh, space movies. Cause I, I enjoy Wait, it. Watching you're telling them. me that Jake Gyllenhaal is good in this role, which is something I expect. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like you know, if you watch Source Code as well, it's like he's also good there. So give him uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in any movie I roll, I guess. But um, they, there's like some some writing plot holes because Jake Gyllenhaal has a very interesting question about like what the commander knows, and the commander kind of just goes on to spacewalk. Then so um, while there's not a whole lot that's that's going on here out of the ordinary, I did kind of enjoy the the creature design. Uh, I thought that it was kind of neat to see kind of like this uh, kind of semi semi uh, clear starfish slash like I don't know what it grows into like this squidish type looking yeah, it's a, character it's a weird later. Thing. But, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I appreciate that. But there's also elements of that creature that kind of bring a lot of questions to mind, which is you know they discuss it on the ship of this is the this is the atmosphere that it needs. This is kind of what it feeds. Like they actually don't discuss what it feeds on. You kind of figure that out later, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's also you know a, a, a time where you think how can we destroy this thing, and it's kind of neat for them to go through some of those obstacles. But quite honestly, there's a point in the movie where I thought, well, it can't survive there, and I was like, how is this even happening? <laughs> like it's been out there for quite a long time, <laughs> and like nothing could survive that because there's nothing out there. You don't, so, don't know that. We don't know what this thing is. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, which is, a mystery, which is, a which is kind of one of the, the 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 interesting concepts of it, but also kind of one of the frustrating things about it. So while I appreciated that it was um, something that you've seen a lot, and it was kind of a, a cool take on it, and it's a short film. I don't know how long it an is, hour 40. but it felt short, it's like a buck forty. It, about uh, yeah, so it felt short, and it feels like it it, it uses its time wisely. Um, it's it's just. You know, it, it didn't knock me out of my socks, so it's all right. Abe's socks still on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, still on. They're ankle socks, so they don't need a lot of blowing off. Oh, jeez. Jordan, what did you think of life? <laughs> I I actually really enjoyed this movie um, a lot more than I thought I was going to. It is insanely tense. The 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 scene that, that they show in every trailer where it wraps around the doctor's arm and the movie. It's so much more tense than I thought it was going to be. The whole movie, I was on the edge of my seat. Um, I I have issues with the film, but I had such a good time with with, with the film overall that I can almost just look past them. Like, for for example, the film doesn't really seem to have a middle section. It seems like they have the setup, the alien gets out, and then it almost just jumps 
to like the third act. It kind of starts in the middle, right? Like it kind of like Abe, you said this. It kind of skips past the like let's make sure everybody we know who everybody is on this ship. It's kind of already there. Like even like the even even the opening event that occurs is kind of what you think would happen to get us to the second act. So the movie kind of starts in the second act. Right. Yeah. And there's some really odd pacing issues, uh, which just sort of jumps around. And there's a couple voiceover moments that I this is just a personal preference, but I hate voiceovers in films and it happens a few times too many from rebecca ferguson but when the film's over and it has an amazing last three minutes the last like if you have any issue with the film i feel like the last three minutes of this film redeems it it's it's outstanding and ryan reynolds you know he's he's run he's doing his his shtick that we've seen since the beginning of his career uh i loved Hiroyuki Sanada. He's just one of my favorite actors. He's very good. Yeah, I mentioned this last week. I really like him in general. I think he's great in the Twi- the Twilight Samurai movie. I, I really enjoy that. People should catch up on. But yeah, and just in other things, he provides a level of authority that's really really well done. He does. Yeah, and the film doesn't give the characters any development, like barely any. Uh, but he he's able to just inject so much humanity into his character, and he's the only one that I really felt. A strong connection with at the end like he he brings so much to so little uh and he really does stand out but man that ending i could go on about that ending for forever it's so good it's so well done uh and individual scenes in the film they're they're perfect they build the tension there's payoff but they just sort of don't connect completely and there are other issues like the at one point it's wrapped around. Well, I, I I don't know if I want to get to spoilers. Well, here, but how would I go? Then we can kind of get into it more. Um, okay. Because okay. I think I know what you're saying about the kind of they don't connect. Because there's my my main example, right? Because I I like this movie too. I think it's I think it's fine for what it's doing, but I do agree that it's very tense when it needs to be. I think the level of tension that it creates in these kind of big set piece moments involving, you know, alien ver- Calvin versus the rest, I think are really well done. Less mm-hmm. less so when they're just kind of talking to each other. It's like, all right, yeah, I get it. But like when the yeah. when the aliens like a threat, I really enjoy how tense I got uh, watching the movie. But when you're oh my god, when yeah. you're talking about though the movie connecting, they're the opening sequence of this film. And like, I mean, I mentioned Alien, but Gravity is the other. Like, it's like an Alien and Gravity kind of yeah. mixed yeah. together into a lesser movie. And the opening shot of this movie, it's like a giant long take aboard the International Space Station where everyone's floating around, and so it's very complicated as far as seeing people go through like different trajectories. And like yeah, changing yeah. their orientation and whatnot to like make this convincing as a set, like it's 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 really cool to see like in practice. But at the same time, I didn't really care about what was happening. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like it, it like yeah. it all leads to this kind of we have to catch this giant satellite that has this Mars sample on it. But it's like I don't I'm is as impressive as this effect is. I'm not like buying it. I'm not not that like I'm not buying into the realism, but I'm not buying into it like. I'm not emotionally connected to this event as I could be in other movies that have done this better. And I think there's a lot of that that runs throughout. Not necessarily when people die, because it is sad when some of these characters die. There's only so many of them, so it's not like there's a huge ensemble that you don't care about, which we've talked about in recent weeks and other movies. But yeah. I, so I, there's a level of personality where, like, oh, that person's gone. That's unfortunate. But as far as, like, seeing how these how these things play out, I, I wouldn't say I was necessarily you know, super connected to all the events that were happening more so than just tense because of the moment presenting itself and how these actors were, were being dispatched or what have you. But as a whole, I do agree with you, Joe. I wouldn't say I was super over the moon about it, 
they don't go over the moon either. They're not even by Mars. They're by Earth. No, they don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, they're, they're orbiting Earth. But uh, I, I would say it's very effective for what it's doing when it's doing its monster thing. And I think that plays really well when you have this group. And, like, you know, you have these big, you have the bigger name actors, Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal and Rebecca Ferguson. But these, the, the, the ones that I wasn't, that I don't know, the, um, the, 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 like, the main captain character, the Olga, whose name I can't, last name I can't pronounce, yeah. and Arianne Becker, who plays, like, the scientist who kind of, He's like the the father of this life thing of, of Calvin. Mm-hmm. I really like them. I think they did a really good job of like communicating to me why they're important on this ship and like how what happens to them, why that's affecting. Like I thought they did good. the others are good too, and yeah. I think they're. I should like. I don't think it's many. It's going to surprise many of who goes first in this film because the trailer makes you very aware of what's going on. But I, I do like that because you remove that element, the movie is very dark like it is like it, yeah, this yeah, and i should yeah. know this is from the again it, it cuts to it yeah right it cuts away. to it right away and this is from the writers of deadpool red reese and paul warnick yeah, originally, yes and the director okay, of yeah. safe house also starring ryan reynolds so there's a whole ryan reynolds show here apparently but um <laughs> but the the movie is decidedly different from what they've done before with safe house that was like remember safe house Abe? it was like a very kind of gray shaky cam action movie with denzel and ryan reynolds i remember that uh, denzel shows up for a little bit and also joel mc Kennen or Joel, yeah, I forget. yeah, yeah, from the from the yeah, killing. There was like a fight sequence where I thought was kind of brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so and so. Uh, so there's that, and they're you know those the the Rhett Reese and those guys you know they did Deadpool among other things that are more comedic in nature. This is a very yeah. straight and narrow like it's not gritty for one thing like Safe House. So it's like it's you know it's very clean. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very kind of stylistically well shot for that regard. It kind of presents you in the space station where you're moving or you're floating around constantly, which has to be a task into itself by the way. Characters are. They're constantly floating, right? Instead of yeah, I was wondering no, about that. No, like, from the production, there's level. no like fake gravity involved here. It's all like everyone's constantly moving, so that must have been a yeah, everyone's like on strings. Yeah, so that had to be a challenge to kind of put together. But it's that, and it's you know, it's not funny. Like it's not a movie that has like a lot of humor in it. This is a movie that plays things very bleak and very to the point. <clears> and I can admire that. I I can admire what it's doing there, especially because it shows me something from these filmmakers that I haven't seen before. So it's so it's showing how they're evolving. But it's also just the there's a mean streak in this movie that I can I was happy to get behind just because I don't see that too often in this kind of movie where things are generally like, let's think about this as optimistically as possible so we can hopefully get through it. Yeah, <laughs> but this movie is really mean. And, you know, the Calvin, which is the, the name of the creature that they that like it's established, they, they call it Calvin <laughs> given to them by by, you know, like a, a, a pole from the earth. Yeah, from earth. Like there's a whole. Which I loved. Yeah, I loved how. Yeah. Earth was so into this. Yeah, well, that, it's a yeah. like it plays it realistically. We're like, yeah, there's a whole scene where they yeah. first discover this thing, and so they're showing like this giant live tour around the ship, like you see in like Apollo 13, like they're showing on TV, like how oh, this works. And so like, and yeah. yeah, like a little girl from like the school voted to name the creature, names the creature, and they call it Calvin. There's right. a line that Rebecca Ferguson has later in the movie where she's like, "I've never felt more hate for something than I do with this thing," and I agree with her. Calvin is such a jerk in this movie. Like, it's yeah. so, like, and yeah. not just, like... Well, there's actually a line earlier that I liked a lot more, which is uh, Ryan Reynolds is talking to the scientists, like, stop calling it that. Like, like you're basically, you're giving it a personality, and we don't even know what it uh-huh. is. So <laughs> don't do that. Uh, like, we can, like, Earth can do whatever they want, but we're up here with it. So we need to remove ourselves from it and distance it from, from all which of us. Which is part of the downfall. But, yeah. but yeah. what I like about that is that, I, I mean... It is very infuriating to watch this thing do its thing, you know. Watch Calvin be such a such an asshole. Like that's, I mean, that as opposed to something like 
like a xenomorph, an alien, I can get behind this because I get what it's doing. Like, it's trying to, you know, it's getting food, it's harvesting, it can provide for the eggs for the queen, what have you. Like, there's a logic right, to it. Right. It's still an evil monster. But, like, I, I, there's, a, there's a necessity to what it's doing that makes a level of sense to me. This thing is just evil for no reason. Like, it's just... So... Well, that, that's kind of where I feel like there's, like, uh, you know, it, it kind of goes to what I was talking about. Like, I, I wanted to understand more about it, and it's not really there in the script. So, well, like, I don't need to know, like, its whole entire backstory and its whole entire origin. I just want to know, what's up, man? Like, yeah. Like, what, what, like, how do you die? Or, like, what kills you? It seems like you're fucking invincible. Well, that's, I mean, that's what I, I both like and dislike about where it's like, yeah, yeah, there's no purpose to it beyond it's here to kill you and just be a dick about it. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like... I kind of, I, I mean, the movie's very mean for that reason, so it's, and not mean in like a character, like, you know, like we're just talking about Power Rangers where I like it because they're not mean. It's not like mean in that, it's just mean in terms of the the, the tone of this movie is not to to coddle you and make you feel like things are going to be all right for everybody. I'm very, but, I, I mean, doesn't, I'm, doesn't that feel like it's, I mean, it's gonna, it's a horror genre movie, right? So sci-fi horror, so why would you feel like it's it's going to be like nice or there's going to be like a, a nice well even well, i mean even even watching something like alien or watching gravity you're kind of expecting like all right well someone has to make it out of this alive or whatnot and, and yeah. with life i don't know if that's going to be the case like i don't know where yeah, it does not I, I don't i don't know what the end game is going to be on this thing cuz all i know is that these people seem to be in an impossible situation and i don't know how they can win because not only is calvin a yeah. jerk but he's smart like it, it yeah, knows yeah, what it's doing. Yeah. So, like it's not, it's not right. just like. I actually, a, I actually like Calvin Vision the way that like they did it in Monkey Shack. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> was, that was kind of. It was cool to see like you know blurred vision uh, via Calvin, but I, 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 I don't really think that I was expecting it. Like I, you know, when she when Rebecca when Rebecca Ferguson Ferguson ugh, when Rebecca Ferguson says that line, I didn't really feel anything about it, and you know, I kind of didn't expect like a happy ending, so I wasn't as like uh, displeased. Well, I don't think displaced is the right word, but I, I wasn't as surprised uh, as maybe uh, you guys. I'm were, saying surprise. Uh, surprise to me for this is inconsequential. That's I'm trying. I'm more saying that the because I yes I I I, I knew it. when it started doing a certain thing, I knew what it was doing. Like I wasn't beyond what what to expect. But in terms of in terms of how this movie was playing out, you know, the opening of this film. The score is very overbearing. It's showing you that space sucks, which is a common theme in most space movies. Um, and she go watch Moon. Yeah. <laughs> and with that in mind, watching the film, it just seemed to kind of re over over and over again reemphasize the fact that this is a terrible situation, and it's and it's yeah. and it's not, it's not going to be an easy one to tackle. Where other movies, regardless of how they play out, even like Event Horizon, there's a level of like there's a level of fun that comes with it, or there's a level of like I know what the clear goal is, and I just hope that they can accomplish this. With life, I didn't know where the throughout the movie it it wasn't trying to make me feel like there's a there's a there's an easy way out of this scenario. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I have a question. Okay. But, but it's sort of a spoiler question, mm. and I won't give anything away. But do you mind if I ask it? We can always edit. So yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 I just want to make sure. Okay. So there's a lot. There's a moment where the squid is wrapped around. Someone's leg, feeding on. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the issues I had with this moment. I wasn't sure if it was for something he was aware it was doing, or if he was allowing it to do it. Because well, the, that I mean, the thing, the thing, he's out for like most of the film. He's in and out of consciousness, and he has a line that said, and he says, "Calvin doesn't hate us. He's just, uh, it's just what he needs to do to survive." Right. And see, with this character. I, I wished 
that we had more, more character development. Because I just wasn't sure why he was so connected, just beyond the fact that the script needs someone to be connected. Well, uh, there's two things I want to add. One is that the the character, were you aware that he's um, paraplegic? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, that, that'd be why he wouldn't know the thing right. was on his right. leg. That's, I mean, no, that's, well, yeah. I mean, he could still... Not necessarily. I mean, right. I... Not, not necessarily. I mean, it's, it's, I, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in people that ha, you know don't have the the function of their legs, but at the same time, no, 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 not not feeling it, but just see it because it was clearly moving all over the place at one point. Yes, and the, I, yeah, I, I had quite. I mean, that whole sequence. There's another part of that sequence where there's all kinds of things going on, and I didn't think the filmmaking was necessarily making it clear about how things were happening yeah. the way they were. Me too. Uh, you know what? Me you know too. what I'm talking about? Yeah. I yeah. I mean, there's like a jewel part, and I was like, I don't know if this makes something stronger, or does it weaken it, or I don't know. But so, so. what you're but what you're overall asking, uh, Jordan? Yeah. Uh, as far as is he is he trying to do? What's he? What's what's the overall goal of this character? I get what you're saying, and yeah. I think it comes down to the movie's very its reliance on streamlining everything. So yes, we don't we it's more of a character by design is supposed to be more attached than the others are. But I mean, at, at yeah. the same time, I get the point. I get that he's the one that's been shepherding this thing. He's been kind of raising it, even though it hasn't been that long that it took to raise. Yeah. So it's like I mean, it's only been like a few. Yeah. Days. So I get I get that he's supposed to be like the father compared to other characters. Like you know, he's the Ian Holm of the group. Uh, compared you know compared yeah. to the others. <laughs> for a moment, I thought, wait, is he? somehow communicating this thing like that's what i was thinking through because I, I, uh, I was well, just more like i was actually thinking oh is this is this uh perhaps that there's a plot element this is not true this is not the case but i thought perhaps it was a plot element that uh, uh calvin is so smart that it can it, it can attach itself to like your neural neural neurons and basically gain your intelligence and that's how it knows how to like escape and and where to find all this stuff and i was like that seems a little bit too complicated and yeah it is yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think the movie's functioning on that much of a level. I think it's more of... No, 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 I, no, no, no. I think, I mean... Because it just turns out he's just saying that, like, as a parent who has a child that may do something bad, like, they try to make an excuse, like... Oh, yeah, he's, well, the, yeah, he's, you know, he's not... being the most reasonable of them. He's, he's, well, the, only, he's, mean, the, only one, he's also... the only one trying to sympathize with Calvin, where everyone else just wants to right. get rid of this thing. And, that's and, and as, you know, as loosely painted as these characters are, I can understand his point of view, because there's actually a point where he's just like, imagine what this could mean to... You know, uh, scientific advancement and what it can mean to like stem cell research, or you know, may- maybe I could get the use of my legs back. And I was like, ah, I see why you're you're so interested now. Um, sure. But again, loosely painted. But still, like that, it's just something I want to ask. My sure. quibble, because like I said, I think there's yeah, that that is a yeah, good question. Just... But I had other quibbles, like what Aaron is pointing to, which is like, again, you know, does electricity? What happens with electricity with this thing? Or yeah, whatever the case, you know, I again, I, there's a moment where I thought this is a very long time outside of an, an area. Why is this thing not dying? Let's uh, let's put this out there, too. This is not a Venom movie. I feel like I need to say that out loud. This is oh, there oh, is no. a giant like red Reddit spawned rumor that this is like a prequel to Venom, the Venom no, movie. No way. This, is, this, this is, is not a movie totally about Venom not. like at, at all. This, this is. This is a War of the Planet of the Apes this movie. Is, this is like th- that feels like someone's like trolling the internet and somehow was successful to make people think that this might be a Venom movie. I didn't even know that that was out there. Yeah, that, that was the big rumor, and, which gave life, yeah. which, gave, which gave life all the publicity it needed. But it did, from a studio standpoint, it wouldn't make any sense. And yes, from a just watching this movie standpoint, it makes less sense being a Venom yeah. movie. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely makes less sense. Uh, question about you guys, uh, to you guys about. Uh, 
Uh, inside of a capsule later in the movie, it seems like it's mutated. Like, did you guys get a sense of that? Or like, I, 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 like like I don't think it's mutated. I just think it's it's grown more and more. And the ah, uh, is yeah. that what, what that was? Yeah. Okay. And what I what I do I do like quite a bit that it's not just like this amorphous blob. Now it like eventually grows to having a semblance of something and it's like oh you are like sure. even its face is dickish like just looking at this thing yeah well i mean yeah. that that's where it's like it's not even like it, it is a mean creature now because it has like this this evil uh yeah, like it evil, grows to look more face. evil like that's which i thought was yeah. like, and i was like this is this is like now it's like everybody's gonna die so when, when you see its face when the film shows its face i thought i because it's like it's not even like a face; it's just like it grows to have a shape of something that just looks pure evil to you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I as as smart as it is, I kind of wish that it, there was a there's a point where somebody's like in a in a hibernation chamber, and I was like, I hope that it actually like finds a tool and and starts picking away at the at the uh, at the glass. Oh, oh I, I it totally doesn't. thought it was gonna do that. Yeah, because it does that with a, a glove earlier on. And I was like, oh, yeah. it's gonna like either uh, use its face to you know puncture the glass. And this is going to be an awesome death sequence, or it's going to f- go find a tool. I but, feel like any uh, any nope. time it's not accomplishing something, it's just because it's biding its time. Like that, it's just like it, it's that smart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is as streamlined as the movie is, it's kind of unfortunate that it has to do that. So. Uh, All right. But yeah, no. Any other thoughts on life? Yeah, I've I've heard people say, especially the the show I I went to this woman said. No, it's not as good as Alien. Well, of course <laughs> it's not. Yeah, Alien's like a genre-defining thing. You mean it's not as good as one of the best movies of all time? Right. Gone. But what at as, the that I was at, there was like a whole a knockoff that could have just been by the numbers and just completely life lifeless and dull. There's a lot of effort that went into this film, like. It's it's really well done. Yeah, I mean, I I just wish it resonated more on more than just a visceral level. But I do sure, like sure. given that the trailers did not really sell me on something that was, especially when I have another Alien movie actually coming out this year. I'm like, all right, yeah, this year. Yeah, right. it's like, all right, let's see what the you know the knockoff version is going to do. And they wisely moved it from because it was originally going to come out in May. So it's like, well, good job moving it here. Um, yeah. So, yeah. but like, yeah, I was more impressed than I was expecting to be from it. So I think you guys liked it more than I did. I still uh, appreciated some facts about it. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, uh, it's just, uh, it's something that sure paint by numbers, but it's executed kind of well. So. I, I like it because of the tension. Like I, I like if I'm, yeah. if it's going to make me find myself that tense, like, like only one sequence I found kind of tense. All right. Yeah. Wait, what, what scene was that? Uh, it was a scene where, uh, they're not really sure where Calvin is. And then you see the scientist kind of, um, you, well, there's two scientists, uh, floating around. And they're trying to close everything off, and then there's oh, like this yeah. camera, this quick camera movement, and I was like, "Oh man, it's it's floating around there." Uh, and then later on, again, it goes it goes to the question of like, how did it fucking attach itself there? It's, yeah. Like what? What? There was I didn't feel like there was a time gap that I missed, and would huh. this guy have felt it? But you know, it was. Yeah. That was I, the only I when, when it broke the the coolant and it was going up into. Uh, I thought that was that was very clever. I thought that was like with the, with yeah. the kind of what space does to liquid in your helmet and how that can, like, I thought that was a really, that's both a conceptually very clever and very, you know, again, that was very tense during that moment. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Regardless, when do people see your life, Jordan? Oh, which is, I, you know, I would say in theaters, like seeing it on the big screen, it really adds uh, to, to the tension, to, to the atmosphere. Hey. I'd say Netflix. I mean, not even like a, a Blu-ray, uh, 
rental thing is just when it comes on to Netflix. I'd say a dollar theater. I think there's 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 a good amount of tension that's worth while for a movie like this uh, in the midst yeah. of everything else that's out there right oh, now. Oh, by the way, a lot of audience members in my theater were like, man, that guy's so fucking stupid. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad that it resonated on them on that level with those folks, which is to say that uh, they're invested in what's going on and, and why these people are doing these things that they're doing. But, you know, if you see as many movies as, as like Aaron or Jordan does, it's like, you know what's going to happen. I mean, there's a lot, it's a B movie. Like, so it has a lot of, those kind of character decisions that are both made in the moment, which makes sense, and just because the plot requires yeah. it to. <laughs> so. right. I mean, there weren't too many decisions where I thought, oh, God, why would they do that? I thought most of the decisions were pretty logical. There weren't a ton, yeah, there weren't a ton of, like, I don't know what I would do in that moment type decisions kind of thing. Yeah. Or there were, yeah, or there, it's, I say, it's, I'm, it's sorry, not, I say that uh, reverse. There, there were a lot of, like, I don't know what I would do in that kind of moment kind of decisions being made, right. which is, I right. think is fair. Yeah, it's, it's not as, like, egregious as, like, the Prometheus setting the, uh, the snake well, they were they were and, high. Uh, Prometheus. Yeah. They were high. Were they? That is, yeah, that is a thing. They, they were high. That's why they were doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get that. But still, I guess. Still, yeah, that's like a, a stupid move. Anyway. All right. Okay. That's okay. life. That is life. <laughs> that is very different from uh, the board that's game. Live. So. All right. Let's uh, <laughs> let's move on now. Let's get to let's get to our sponsor real quick. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Why Audible? Why? I'll tell you why. Why? Audible content includes more than 180,000 audiobooks for other and other similar programs for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and kind of MP3 device. Additionally, Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership just to go with it. Go to audibletrial.com/slash/outnowpodcast. Choose a book to download for free and start listening. It's just that easy. Check out the service. If you don't like the service, you can get rid of it, but you get to keep that book that you download for free for free. So be a winner and read. Or listen at audibletrial.com/slash/outnowpodcast. All right. Let's uh, let's get to feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where we go over. The, this is where we go over some of our favorite, our uh, questions and answers on our Facebook page, Facebook com slash out podcast, where we ask a number of questions to you listeners, and you listeners gave us answers. Then you guys gave us questions, and we're going to provide you some answers. So that's it. Uh, uh, all that in a bag of uh-huh. chips. And uh, I think somebody may have written in a last second feedback. Yeah, here. it's one of my questions, so I'll, okay. I'll cover it. Okay, cool. First question we ask everybody: What is your favorite cinematic? Who is your favorite favorite cinematic uh, scientist? Friend the show, Maxwell writes, Dr. Ian Malcolm, because hmm. uh, life life fi- finds a way. Um, I'll, uh, I'll throw in the Ghostbusters. Anybody else? Which one? All four Back of them? Back off. They're scientists. Or all three of them. The three of Yes, the three of them. And Ernie Hudson. Melissa McCarthy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed the hairdos. I'm going to throw in also uh, uh, David Bowie in The Prestige as uh, Tesla. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not in uh not in the puppet movie. <laughs> Black Labyrinth. Yeah. He's not a scientist. Labyrinth. No. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. The prestige has yeah. Nicholas yeah. Tesla. He was great in that movie. <laughs> okay. Uh next question we ask everybody, who are some of your favorite cinematic teenagers with attitude? Uh David writes <laughs> Crazy Fault in Our Stars Kids. Manish has Oliver Pendergast. Olive. That's an easy uh, from Easy A. Olive. Olive Pendergast from Easy A. My apologies. Uh, Jay writes Earl from Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Seems like a fitting choice for this one. And lastly, Chris writes, Hannah, she didn't need special powers. Yeah, she was a weapon. You just missed your heart. Yeah, on purpose, though. All right. What were some of your... Do uh, you guys have any favorite teams of attitude for this question? Uh, the Goonies, sure. Do they have attitude? No. <laughs> okay. no. Uh, Nightmare of... on Elm Street 3, Dream sure. Warriors. There you go. There you go. Or the Three Ninjas. You know what? Who are the kids? What's that movie called with uh, Ernie Reyes Jr.? 
for their motto. Oh, surf, surf ninjas. ninjas. Surf ninjas. There you go. Those are teenagers with attitude. And their <laughs> village gets destroyed, and they, for whatever reason, go to like Los Angeles to go live with a uh, really pale fucking Rob Schneider. <laughs> so they've got attitude. They have no cares. I'm going to throw in uh, Kiefer Sutherland from Stand By Me. And the, that guy has a lot of And attitude. the Lost Boys, I guess, by default. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, Lost Boys. Yeah. Going back to Stand By Me, what's, up, what's his problem? He's like, like Calvin. You know, he's, he's, the, he's the Calvin of Sam <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just mean for no yeah, reason. Like that one I can definitely understand, right? Like, why why are you switchblade in like this guy's brother? It was all worth know? it. He's president now. He's by by accident, right? Yes, but he's still he's still gotta do his job. What's the name of the show again? Uh Designated Survivor. Yeah, he's Designated Survivor. He's good. I like that show. I've been watching it. I heard that it, yeah, I heard that it's good. Alright, next question. What were some of your favorite live action kid shows growing up? Maxwell writes The Secret mm. World of Alex Mack. Manish writes all that and the Amanda show and Lisa McGuire. Matthew writes Legends of the Hidden Temple. Jay writes Grange Hill, The Queen's Nose, WYSIWYG, and Bernard's Watch. Jay, as you may recall, is from the UK. And so I demanded that he ask, what is all this drivel that he's speaking of? So he responded, (laughs) Grange Hill equals London-based school drama. The Queen's Nose equals magic wish-granting five-pence piece. WYSIWYG equals wish granting a lot of wish granting wish, wish granting alien and Bernard Bernard's watch equals boy with a watch that can stop time. I wanted that watch more than anything in the world and still do. Mm. So thanks for the clarification mm. on what these shows were. That's pretty. That's, that's pretty good. Are live action kids shows, guys. I love the. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Three, two, one contact. And VR troopers. That was uh, is alright. There's actually a show that nobody really remembers. Which was Big Bad Beetleborgs. Big Bad Beetleborgs. And, I, remember, I remember saying that show's title. Yeah, and I, I still remember the song, but uh, I enjoyed some elements of that movie, even when they get to uh, Big Bad Beetleborgs Metallic. So, and that's, <laughs> that's about as many times as Big Bad Beetleborgs as we can say in a show. So there you go. Yeah. Fox Kids crew, baby. All right. Next one. It's up to you, Abe. Uh, yeah. Next question we asked everybody. We've talked about blatant product placement in, a, in this show a lot, on this show a lot. Uh, what are some egregious examples that you can think of on film? Maxwell has IHOP and Man of Steel, which is agreed, very egregious. Uh, Dr. Pepper and Thor. Chris writes FedEx in Castaway and Audi in iRobot come to mind. Jay has Barbasol in Jurassic yeah, Park. Can. <laughs> yeah, which, they, can. which they brought back for Jurassic World, by the way. Uh, you, you can buy you can uh, buy the same can in stores when the movie came out. Oh, oh. But it's not on it's not on the screen. Then. Not on the screen, no. But you can buy like they had it in stores, like the same model that Wayne. Yeah, had. the one that yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was actually uh, that was a great uh, product placement. In uh, any other uh, crazy product placements you can think of? There's a lot of uh, Xbox in the island. There's a lot of Xbox and Michael. Like there was what? Like what was it? Wasn't the first Transformers like a giant Mountain Dew thing? And like and, oh. oh yeah 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 that's right. And, like a probably. And there, there's like a beat, like a, a pill, like a the uh, the pill. Like, oh yeah, beast by Dre pill. Yeah, in, uh, uh, in, that, that was in the last. Uh, t- yeah, because it's like Stanley Tucci's like I could take this and say I want to beat <laughs> like uh, the the pill by Dre. I mean, I don't know why nobody is mentioning Wayne's World. You know, that's like because well, that's not egregious. egregious. That's the the joke of the. That, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like it's done on the nose, but it's still very funny. We're never gonna sell ourselves out. Subway and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah, and even like Popeye's Chicken for Little Nicky, sure. There's Pride Placement in every movie. I tend to watch it. I, I keep an eye out for it quite a lot more than Aaron does, but that's not to say that Aaron doesn't either. It's because characters exist in the real world, so why would I not see real world products? Oh, also in Logan, 
when you see like this perfectly like beautiful box of uh, Kellogg's cornflakes. Couldn't tell you where that was. Even though every, no everything, like everything is super super drab, but then like Laura's there just eating, and it's like it's perfectly set out. I have no memory of that, of that whatsoever. That's that's because I pay attention to it more than you do. Why would a cereal? Why would a cereal box be old? Stuff. They have to get cereal. I know, but everything is so drab. And it's well, yeah, because their place is drab. But if you're gonna go shopping, you're not gonna buy. Let me... <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I also like my point of like the product placement. It's very clear and it's very deliberate, and I, I enjoy. I like it. I'm not. I have no problem. I just like pointing them out, like uh, in my mind when I'm watching it. Our next question: What animal would you call upon given the chance to morph? Chris writes. Oh, oh, hold on, we'll get to you. Chris writes, "Pygmy goat, cute and deadly." Epon writes, Epon <laughs> writes, "I like turtles." <laughs> J and J writes the one from the Muppets. That's a great answer. He's gonna be playing drums. That's that's clever. Animal. Yeah. Got yeah. It. What were you saying, Jordan? No, I said penguins. penguins. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so excited to answer this question. Penguin. I, like that. I like that. You can you can swim very far. <laughs> An animal for a chance to morph. I'd want something that flies. So I guess uh, we're gonna go with the seagull here. Just pooping on everything. All right. <laughs> Anything for you? Aardvark. Go on. Arthur the Ark? Uh, next question we ask everybody. Think about this one. Favorite films where characters float for a prolonged period of time. Chris writes, easy, easy, easy. Luke Besson's blue, uh, blue, big, blue. big blue. <laughs> Sorry. Director's cut. Damn, that film's good. Uh, Marcus writes, really Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Jay writes, lifeboat or Titanic. Ah, floating. Water. Good one, Jay. Uh, and lastly, Tyler has Inception. Jay's killed in the answers this week, guys. <laughs> yeah, he really is. He's bringing, he's bringing, he's bringing the funny. The fun. um, Apollo 13 comes to mind. That's true. That's yeah. a great movie, and people are very That forward. is a great movie. Great score. Gravity, also. Of course. Armageddon. Armageddon, yeah. Armageddon, yeah. Nope, yeah. Not. Do they float in Armageddon? I feel like they're, they're, they're grounded they a lot. Like they're, they're walking a lot. Yeah. They make okay. a whole joke about, like, you kick you in the balls and you'll fly off the moon or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I don't like Armageddon. I'm just throwing that out there. I think we talked about this before. 1998 Armageddon. Some people, like I know some people smash. have like some joy for it. I don't. I don't think it's very good. I like. Uh, I like. Uh, who's the, who's the guy that played Rock Hound? He was in Boardwalk Empire. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna not like Steve Buscemi in anything. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. What cinematic alien really got on your nerves? Chris writes, I think I'll be shot, but I never liked E.T. I always thought he was a lame alien. Cool BMXs, though. <laughs> uh, Jay writes Superman. I can agree with that. <laughs> Lately. Tyler writes John Travolta and Battlefield Earth. You did write it. He actually posted a picture a of, Okay, yes, the illusion. Which was hilarious. Maxwell posted a picture of Mac from Mac and Me. And, uh, Which had a, like a nice little follow-up from Nippon. <laughs> and uh, Manish adds uh, the racist ones from the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, there's a lot of racist ones in that, which kind of on the nose for some of them. But uh, for the aliens that got on my nerves, I'd have to say uh, Alien itself. I mean, there's that xenomorph. You just can't win. Why? Because it has like a razor sharp tail. It can stab you. Even if you manage to like cut it or something like that, its blood is acid. So how are you going to win against this thing? I mean, to be fair, they did win four times against it. So I mean, they got something going for them. They shot it out in space, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's it, it's a tough it's a tough even, even hmm. predators have the, the odds are stacked against you. I'll give I'll tell you, I'll give you that one for sure. 
Yeah. But, they're, they're also really quiet. They can crawl on the ceiling. They they're, blend, like, slimy they looking. They blend in, yeah. But that didn't get into my nerves. I'm just more like, that thing's... Awesome. Like, I'm Ian Holm in that situation. Like, he, well, he finds I, I, it amazing. Well, just, it, yeah, it, it, no, it is amazing. It's great design. But on the realm of, like, how do you kill this thing? It's like, eh, you can't win. I Yeah, I agree. I, like, I'm playing the... Occasionally, I'm playing that alien game that came out where you're Ripley's daughter on the ship and the aliens uh, around. Uh, what's that it's, one called? Like, I'm, now I'm thinking Alien Covenant because the movie's coming out, but it's called Alien Isolation. Alien Isolation. Isolation. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, being in the shoes of a character where the you can't fight the alien. You can fight other things on the ship, but not the alien. Right. Like if the alien finds you, you're dead. And so it's like, oh, is that is that what the game? Yeah, the probably like, yeah, you're trying to find, you're finding your way around the spaceship, and there's other people on it and stuff. But if the alien comes around, you just have to hide. Like there's no other way to solve the alien problem. Like yeah, it, and like I mean, it'll, it'll sneak up behind you and like it's like tail will like burst in your chest. You'll just look down and be like, oh, I'm dead, and then you have to start over. <laughs> like that's what happens. It's crazy and it's very scary for that. I mean, yeah, you think about this too. Like uh, in Aliens, the the action heavy one, when they're shooting it with like machine guns and stuff, like it's bursting and all this blood and like splattering everywhere. It's just like you know, it's melting yeah. everything. So you just can't win. Speaking of, speaking uh, uh, of Predator, by the way, Predator, I, I that's another one where I get what it's doing. So that's why I'm not pissed off at it. It sucks for those people, but at the same time. Well, it's like a, it's like a active or it's like a three hundred type thing where it's it's gonna become a man. Now. Yeah. Well, in the in the um, in the alien versus <laughs> in the eighty nine in the versus predator movies, they're just becoming a man. Or oh, oh, okay. Those ones, yeah, it's hunting Those hunting guys. for sport. And in the second one, I guess it is going after drug lords, so it's like it's not all bad. <laughs> <laughs> like you kind of on it. It's actually he's cleaning up the city. Kind of, yeah, he's cleaning up the city, and he's like having this like spy versus spy routine with Danny Glover. It's like all right, I can get behind this. <laughs> And he leaves like he leaves Maria Conchita Alonso alive because she's pregnant, right? So like, but he yeah, but he so kills Ruben. But he kills he kills uh, a Bill, kills Paxton, Bill Paxton, which... and he kills Ruben Blades. So it's like, yeah, all right, that sucked, but still. <laughs> Ruben Blades is like the one where like Danny Glover's like, oh, you've gone too well, far. Basically, now. what I'm saying is that we need to get to this Predator Two commentary very soon because we've we've been promising it for years. <laughs> the weapon that we just did, yeah, we, sure, we've been yeah. promising this one for years, and we still haven't done it. So. <laughs> Gary Busey's amazing well, in that wait. movie. I mean. well, like two. Well, what? Wait till the next year when Predator comes. Well, yeah, when Shane Black's when Shane out. Black's the Predator, I believe he's going. It's going. Yeah, yeah, the Predator. I'm sorry, Predators was the one with uh, with with Adrian Danny with Trudeau. with, with yeah. badass Adrian Brody. Yeah, and the and probably one of the best sequences of like Japanese samurai versus Predator thing. Yeah, of of the many Japanese samurai versus yeah. Predator scenes yeah. that there've been in history, that's probably the best one. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the best that's one. The, yeah. That really anyway. really ran the gamut on those scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, it's one of the best scenes in the movie. It is, I agree. <laughs> uh, now we move to questions that you guys asked us, and Jason asks here, uh, everybody here today, what do you think of the Ghostbusters animated movie and the Tron news? <laughs> so I like, you guys didn't I, like, I like how Jason seems like, it seems like he's just sitting and waiting for us to get to these news-based questions. Hey, hey man, Jason, Jason has these questions, he's dying here I know, this is like, I like that it's probably been like two hours, he's like, what? okay, this is fine with the, with the, the life stuff. And you know, power, whatever. Get to my question about Ghostbusters the animated movie. He <laughs> <laughs> enjoys the reviews, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, if you guys didn't hear, uh, Ghostbusters is uh, they're like it, it's an animated movie of sort of like the same premise. Ivan right? Reitman's talked it's... about like we have plenty of Ghostbusters stuff to go around, guys. Don't worry, Ghostbusters is going to be all up here with whatever movies we got. And as far as that goes, if it happens, it happens. Like you know, like I. I it, I would ideally like if they're going to expand on Ghostbusters more, it'd be nice to either see like where those the new characters go, or if they're Bill Murray's like, you know what, fine, I'll do it, and they get back and do those movies again. I don't, I don't know what's what the plan is, but we'll see what happens, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, it, I, we've talked about it just, uh, was it just last week where we're talking about animated movies? A couple weeks uh, ago. Yeah. I can't remember. A couple weeks ago. But essentially, yeah, you can do much more in animated movies than you can in live action. So given the nature of what they're doing and how expensive it could be with, with CG and all this other stuff, yeah. I mean, I like the Ghostbusters world. Wouldn't mind seeing it if it's got a good voice cast or even if it just has like a solid story with cast that I've never yeah, heard of. Good, but it's like. You know, it's not like Ivan Reitman's been making quality films as of late. So it's like I also feel like they did it. Was there a TV show back in like the the yes, 90s? Yeah. The, the real Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yes. No, 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 but was there like a, a Saturday morning That's TV what we're saying. show? Yes. There, there was the like... real Ghostbusters. Oh, okay, it was an actual right, yeah. TV show. Yes. I have, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like uh, this idea is. They, really they had to call it the real Ghostbusters because there was already an animated show called Ghostbusters, which is not connected to the Ghostbusters universe, but no, it no, it I've had a big that. like what like yeah. a big gorilla involved and. Yeah, yeah, and I still remember the song. But uh, yeah, that's when we're like Slimer. The TV shows where Slimer's like a, a friend of theirs. Yeah, now, Slimer's right? a friend, and they like and like Ghostbusters two was affected by it because Janine looked like the cartoon version of the Ghostbusters car- of the character. Oh yeah, really? Because like in the right. first one, she's just like a brunette, and the, in the second Ghostbusters two, she's a redhead now because that's what the animated series was. <laughs> so they went. Yeah, with they, it. they moved it to make sure everyone yeah. was like it felt like a good follow up. All right. That's enough about the Ghostbusters. What did you guys think about the Tron news of uh, Tron I'll, 3? I'll, when I see it, I'll believe it. Yeah. The, like, that's like the, what is it? What's his name? The director who did Oblivion also. Uh, Joseph. 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 Yeah. I guess the idea is that, well, his logic is, well, we made Tron Legacy before Disney owned DC or owned Marvel and owned, you know, everything. So it's like, now we're, we're going to have to wait our turn while they go in Star Wars. Well, so we have to wait our turn while they do those. It's like, well, they're not about to stop making Star Wars and DC or Marvel movies, so it's like I'm not, I'm not really holding out hope for another Tron. But uh, yeah. yeah, who out there is like, can we stop with these Star Wars so we movies? Can get back to Tron. I really want to follow up. To I'm Tron. pretty sure there's at least like something like they're probably still on Yahoo chat boards, but there's there's probably a group out there that says you know these these Star Wars movies are are bad for us. If you want to make more Tron, I'm happy to see another Tron movie. But at the same time, I'm not like I, I'm not like waiting anticipation for more of the Tron universe. That said, I did like that no, Tron. No, I like I like that Tron Evolution TV, that cartoon series with Elijah Wood as the lead character. Like that was that was a good animated show. I like that. I've heard that there. That, yeah, I've heard that show was good. I actually, you know, uh, I actually liked Tron Legacy. I uh, yeah, I enjoyed I it. About it. Like it, it yeah. I I mean, you got a Daft Punk soundtrack and you got Jeff Bridges and dual roles and gl- Tron bad gladiator battles. So yeah, that, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I think the, the soundtrack really is what the what soundtrack really did. It. Yeah. <laughs> but without yeah, that soundtrack, like, it'd be this nothing. Is a dope. Like I still listen to Encom part one sometimes. I'm just like, this is a really good score. And those, those Tron trailers uh, are pretty epic. I've never seen the Tron marketing leading up to the movies. Like, yeah, all right. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. Uh, follow up question to Jason's thing. It's, it's kind of just along the same lines, but uh, how do you guys feel about the Avatar sequels? I mean, it feels like they're continuously being delayed. Yeah, I, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, when, yeah. they, when they come out, they come out. I, 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 as opposed to some movies where they get delayed, and you're like, oh, that smells bad news. I think of Av- James Cameron's Avatar movies as like a, like a video game that takes a while to come out. It's like, no, he wants to get it right. So, okay, right, get it right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not excited for them. but I am. Like, I really like Avatar, and there's yeah. a, there's, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of that world to explore. I like the idea of James James Cameron, by the way, who I don't bet against, because every time he makes a movie, it becomes the biggest movie ever. Aliens. It's, it's not a... The idea of him creating an entire universe from the ground up, I find that to be intriguing. I like I like the, the idea of that, as opposed to using established properties to create a cinematic version. He's just going from the ground. He's got a whole writer's room with the people that are some of the ones that wrote what the Planet of the Apes movies and like yeah. uh, and like yeah. lots of other people. Like there's, it's not like they're James Cameron's not phoning it in. Like he's he's putting he's, he's no, I don't think that he's, he's not, invested all of himself into this thing. 
Whether or not that proves to be successful monetarily, that's a different story. But as far as my incitement for James Cameron doing more sci-fi movies, why not? I'm all, I'm all for that. Well, my question is, my question is, is it coming yeah. out? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I mean, wasn't it supposed to come out like this year? It was supposed to, there was, and it got pushed back to like next it was year. To, it would, like it's been in development for like 10 years now. it was going to come out was yep. 2014, Abe. It was going to come out a while ago. <laughs> like, But no, it's taking its time. Okay. All right. Well, that was feedback, feedback, feedback. All right, let's move on now. Let's get to Out Now Presents What's Out Now. These are movies that are coming out on Blu-ray or DVD this week, and we got quite a few here, actually. First up, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I, I liked it. I was surprised how much I liked it. I was not prepared to like it as much as I did. <laughs> um, Silence is out this week. I think this I didn't week it's... Yeah, there's... Uh, it's it's friend of the show, uh, Adam, uh, Alan Aguilar's favorite movie uh, from last year, and also I think that there's some really interesting cinematic, like, cinematography things that they do with it. Uh, I think the story is a little bit long, but uh, on the whole, it's it's an interesting take. I think it's a I think it's really good, and I think it um it's only it's stuck in my mind since seeing it. It's, it's one that I got to review the Blu-ray this week. I haven't watched it in full again yet. So I just watched it to watch part yeah. of it just to get a sense of the audio and the video. But it's certainly one that I look forward to watching as a as a full film again. Like it, I would recommend it more, but I, I think the length is something that's going to deter a lot of uh, friends. Well, I think anyone that wants it. to go into a religiously themed Martin Scorsese film should know what they're getting into. So. <laughs> But yeah, it's not it's not a, it's not a casual viewer watch for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely not. Um, let's see. Also, out uh, Patriots Day. Uh, the I heard was I mixed. I liked bag. it quite a bit. Again, I really liked this movie. Okay. Uh, which I was surprised at how much I liked it. I think it yeah. I think it yeah. worked rather well for what they're trying to do. Better or worse than the Deepwater Horizon? Uh, it's. I mean, I like Deepwater Horizon quite a bit too. I would say it's better than Deepwater Horizon just because of the the story, how they're telling that story. Or Deepwater Horizon, it's a lot like life, Deepwater Horizon, where it's just kind of in and out, doing, you know, yeah. what happened yeah. at the event. This one is, it's mm-hmm. it's not like, I'm going to call this to mind, it's not like Zodiac as far as the a procedural thriller goes, but it certainly has that kind of quality of, like, we're exploring, and, you know, we're exploring how this happened from multiple angles and showing you all the ins and outs of it. It has some amalgamation of characters and whatnot, and I can see it rubbing some the wrong way. Perhaps, but I do. I think it's a. I think it's well done. Okay, has one hell of a cast. It does, yeah. Uh, Wahlberg, Bacon, Goodman, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons is a boss in that movie. He's great. But yeah, that's out. Uh, a monster calls. Uh, what's that's that one, one about? Liam Neeson as a tree. And oh, B-boy. I heard that that one was really good. I missed it, it in really theaters good. though. Okay. What that's the one where uh, uh, who's that upcoming actress who's really uh, good? What's her name? Felicity yeah, Jones. Jones. Yeah, I heard that she's very good in it, and it's an emotional yeah, it movie. It is emotional. The book's quite emotional as well. Um, it's from J. A. Bayona, who directed um, The Orphanage and um, The Impossible, and he's directing the next Jurassic World. I like his I aesthetic. Do too. Uh, speaking of Brian Cranston, Why Him comes out this week. <laughs> I heard that that was bad. Yep. <laughs> why, why indeed? Did you, did you ever watch it? No, I did not. I'm not. I'm not unhappy that I didn't. So there you go. <laughs> Let's see. The Handmaiden uh, comes out this week. Uh, I thought that was already out. Korean movie. I think it, it's coming out on Blu-ray now. Like it came out on DVD and it came out like on streaming. Oh, it's, it's also Blu-ray. like on streaming, isn't it? Yeah, it's on streaming. Already? streaming now. It's got yeah. a Blu-ray release. It's been okay. on streaming for months. Yeah. yeah. And did you Did you guys watch it? It's not like back I, in September or something. But, uh, is it good? It's, I mean, good. It's, yeah, worth it's not old boy, but it's good. Okay. Um, Blow Up Criterion Collection release comes out this week. That's an old Michael Not Jackson. Blown Away. Not, not Blown Away, which we talked about very much on one, one of our commentaries recently. <laughs> <On feed>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Blow Up comes out this week. It's an old, uh, it's a French New Wave film, um, which okay. I'm going to be reviewing uh, very soon. Um, let's see. 20th Century Women arrives this week. So, I, heard the, I heard mixed reviews, but I heard that uh, some try acting in there. There is strong acting. I think Annette Benning's very good in it. Um, mm-hmm. And um, 
I can see it working for a lot of people. It wasn't one that like you know took me away, but I certainly appreciated what it's doing as far as the acting goes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Planet Earth Two comes out on Blu-ray. This I've week. heard great things about this, and I've seen some of the footage uh, on YouTube, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, I've I've only seen so much of it so far, but yeah, it's uh, I mean, I was a huge fan of Planet Earth and and Life for that the the, um, the BBC Life. See, there's a lot of things called Life now that I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Mark, the the one of Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence where they're going around taking great shots of things around the world. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that it, yeah, Planet. Earth, I mean, given the the advances in technology, the use of drone cameras, I can only imagine how many great things they're able to kind of get on footage and have Richard Attenborough. Richard Attenborough. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. David Attenborough. David Attenborough. Is yeah. David or Richard? Because Rich- I, I always confuse Rich- those two. Richard is the actor. David is the, <laughs> the narrator. He's, he's the nature guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, David Attenborough. Yeah, yeah, David Attenborough. Um, but yeah, that's out on Blu-ray and 4K Blu-ray this week, which I imagine looks spectacular. Wow, 4K. I didn't know Bruno Mars is doing nature documentaries now. <laughs> it's 24K. Uh, last, and uh, let's see. The Wishmaster Collection arrives on Blu-ray this week. Oh, man throwback if you're a fan of the Wishmaster and its various sequels i know brandon peters friend of the show has of course uh, reviewed those on why so blue i'm so excited for that those covers used to scare me in uh like blockbusters and hollywood videos yeah i imagine watching them not so much but yes the the, the actual the, <laughs> the 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 poster art yeah generally works yeah and lastly because i just I, I saw this cast and thought it was kind of hilarious arsenal is arriving on blu-ray this week this film stars nicholas cage john cusack adrian grenier of entourage fame and, <laughs> and Jonathan Sheck of That Thing You Do, the lead oh, singer. Oh, have you seen the trailer for oh, wow. this? I have not seen the trailer for this, no. Oh, it looks amazing. It, I, the IMDb synopsis says, a southern mobster attempts to rescue his kidnapped brother. This is a straight-to-DVD movie? I, I'm sure it's like straight-to-streaming and DVD, yeah. Okay. What happened to John Cusack? What happened here? He, he and Nick Cage just do take jobs now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and those jobs don't... They're not like Robert De Niro, who at least gets his movies in theaters. They just take jobs. Yeah. They're getting paid. I appreciate that. But, you know, it's just... Sometimes you got to get paid. He's a young guy. John Cusack? I mean, he's like 60, but... (laughs) (laughs) He can still still be... He can be like, you know, a father figure type on the screen now. You know? I don't know. I'm not not an actor or uh, an agent. What do I know? If I had to guess, I would say because he's so politically riled up about things it makes it hard for people to want to get on board with him his movies and theaters these days right because that's it he's great in chirac uh he has this oh, I heard yeah. that's like uh yeah I, I listened to the review and i was uh, i don't know if I, I can't remember but uh i yeah i heard that that was like one of the best parts of the movie he has a he has a full like model like a cert because he plays a he plays a priest he plays has this full sermon that he gives that's like not edited and it's it's really good like he's really good at it one take not one take, but it's, I mean, it's all one scene, and it's like 20 minutes long, yeah. like, so it's, it's certainly, you know, he's doing his thing. Also, Love and Mercy, which was on my top ten list. He's, he's great in that as the older version of, uh, uh, of, uh, of uh, Brian, Brian of, yeah, Brian from the, uh, from the, from the Beach Boys. Beach Boys. Yeah. The Beach Boys. So he, he's, I mean, he gets those in there, <laughs> but he's also just, you know, taking movies. Taking movies away. Okay. Um, extremely cool. This next here, these are things that are now uh, streaming that I can recommend. Uh, show. I mean, yeah, the, the Chappelle show. documentaries. The yeah, Chappelle show is on there also, but um, the Chappelle documentaries. Is it risk? <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, the and the yeah, okay. the Chappelle stand-up specials. Also, I saw Train to Busan is now on Netflix. This is yeah, the, that's right. Yeah, did you watch it yet? I I reviewed the Blu-ray. I already seen it, but it's certainly okay, very. So I'd certainly recommend it for anyone that likes zombie films because it's a really good one. Fast oh, yeah. zombies. Uh, they're fast action zombies. Yes. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Also, I saw new things on there because we're getting into a new month. Um, yeah. Let's see. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? The Life Aquatic. Those are on Netflix. I saw The Square is now on streaming. 
this is a movie from um, Joel Edgerton and his brother. They wrote this movie. It's really good. It's a really solid Australian neo-noir. Joel Edgerton is a really good film uh, maker. Yeah. And uh, this is this is the I feel like this is the film that kind of broke him and his brother out. Like they've since made a couple films together and they produced yeah. stuff and written things. Um, yeah. The gift is great. The gift is great. Yeah, he would. He, yeah, yeah, he, he wrote, directed, and started. He wrote, yeah. directed, and started that one. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, the square. If you uh, want to see where Joel Edgerton came from, this is one of the movies that you know started him off. I haven't seen Animal Kingdom yet, but I heard Animal Kingdom. Yeah, it's yeah. it has a very deliberate pace, but I do think it's quite strong. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of like. Actors that uh, I didn't know were Australian in that, yeah, so. yeah. including uh, the mom from uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Oh yeah, that's that's the only thing I could think because she plays like she plays like Lady Macbeth in that movie. In yeah, Animal she, Kingdom. she's so, the nature. It's a much yeah. yeah, it's a much different thing than something like Silver Linings Playbook, which is like just wants to make people snacks and like have fun like, <laughs> and not have them fight. Yes. <laughs> All right, that was extremely cool. Next week's show. Next week we'll be talking Ghost in the Shell. That is that's right. Plan for next week, and I know uh, Doctor Ali is going to be back with us for that episode. All right. And uh, so that should be fun. Uh, last thing here: what should people do? What should people go and see now? And what do you plan to see next, Jordan? What should people see in theaters right now? You should see Logan. Yeah. And what I want to see next: Ghost in the Show. Abe. I think if you're a fan of Power Rangers, you go see Power Rangers. Uh, and next is uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would still say see Get Out if you can. I'd see see Kong if you can, since I. Loved Kong and uh, and yeah. life because you know <laughs> you know it could deserve there's there some more money in the box office. Wait, Wait well, the did Mikey like it? Did... <laughs> I, I'm just curious. <laughs> he likes everything. Oh yeah, that Mikey. And yeah, see you next is Ghost in the Shell. So uh, cool. with that out of the way, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog at codezeke.com. You can find my find all my written movie reviews there. Also, you can find me on Wise the Blue and on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe. Find me on Instagram, okdokley, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose, hashtag go, go Power Rangers. Sure. Jordan Grout, where can people find more of your work? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Amsterdam Chap, or occasionally, uh, every now and then, I uh, throw something up on Why So Blue, like a Power Rangers review that will go up in about an hour. All right. Nice. Very cool. Well, Jordan, it's great to have you on with the show with us again oh thank you for having me it's always so much fun for sure you can find all the other episodes about now there and abe on itunes as well as an audio boom listen to us over hhwd soundcloud and podomatic uh feel free to email us any thoughts you might have had on power rangers or life or anything else we talked about at outnowpodcast at gmail.com answer our questions or ask questions over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast or tweet them at us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And send us plenty of gifts of random people saying it's morphing time and then holding up their hands to do so appropriately over at outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. <laughs> and uh, yeah, with that out of the way, next week we got Ghost in the Show. After that we have, what's after that? Have, um, I know because I, I know Fate of the Furious is coming up, but I think it's like middle of I, April. I think that's two weeks it's away. Like two, week, uh, two or three weeks away. Yeah. I, every time I see a trailer for that now, it ends with like someone saying, Dom, you can't be doing this to your family. And then he holds a gun up to that person, and then it just closes. <laughs> so it's like they've shot. I, I just like how people are, are using the whole entire family thing now in other movies and kind of poking fun at it. It works. I think they did it in Guardians of the Galaxy with Drax saying that. And he's like, oh, wait. No, not her. Oh, anyway. Colossal is after uh, Ghost in the Show. Does that go wide? That, I don't know if that's why. That seems like it'd be oh, like yeah. a, a limited Or Smurfs. <laughs> I look forward to Colossal because I like that director, not to the Honda. I like the concept. Concept's fun, yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah. we'll figure it out. We'll figure it all out, but that's yeah. it until next time. Until then, so long. And goodbye. Bye-bye. They got a power and a force that you've never seen before.
Have you seen yes. any other movies this week? Have I seen any other movies? Is that a no, everybody questioned? <laughs> no, it's not. Let's move backwards. What's, yeah, was, what's going on here? Did I looked down. I looked. Uh, morning juice. I looked down too far on my on my notes here. Let's get to back to <laughs> let's get back to know everybody. Yeah, I have a question, let's... Abe. I have a question for you. Sure. Have you seen any other? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, that would make sense now. Um, 